Put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, I had a fun one. I had a different one. I was not at home in Jersey, being my authentic Jersey self. I was in Cali, but I got to hang with the family still and a bunch of comedians here. So it was really, really great. So I hope you all had an awesome time and um, went around the table and said what you were thankful for. And again, meatballs, I'm thankful for you. You guys are amazing. I love hearing from you. I love hearing what you want to hear about on the podcast. So if you want to contact me, email me at what's your Jersey podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you want to talk about. Uh, I am obsessed with my guest this week. She's amazing. And we actually just hosted a huge event for a great law firm, actually a few different law firms in the OC. Uh, so you'll hear all about that on the podcast. Um, we actually recorded the podcast before Thanksgiving, so some of the stuff you'll hear um, is pre-Thanksgiving stuff. But uh, to segue into my main guest, I thought I would bring someone who also has Maine in their title. Welcome back to the podcast, Maine Squeeze. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are Do you? you? Want to tell people my name? It's just... Tommy Caprio. Yes, from the Eight Ball Sports Podcast and the Jim Jeffries Podcast. Yep. Yep. I've been doing a lot of podcasting lately. Yes, you have. You're also very tired today. I am. I am. Why am I tired? You're tired because... You made me get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, or 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock to do a workout. Training mates. Training mates. Training mates. Great workout, though. I know that they're not paying for this spot, but highly recommended. Yeah, it was fun. It was circuit training. It was really great. We... We we killed it. The only problem is I like I work out in the morning. I hit a wall at like twelve thirty, like someone just shot me with a dart gun. I just start getting like. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> turn into Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, I turn into Will Ferrell in old school. Like I got shot by a dart gun. I just need to lay down, and it doesn't matter who's there, bosses, executives, and I, I need to sit down. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice. I feel like no one's in your office right now because you guys aren't shooting, so you can do that. If you yeah, we're on to. hiatus right now, so it's kind of quiet. Well, I thought you could tell us about your authentic New Jersey Thanksgiving because I didn't get to experience it, so I figured we'd bring someone on who did. Well, I flew back to New Jersey. Yes. Unfortunately, Jackie and I were not together on Thanksgiving. My fault. But I did say Happy Thanksgiving. You did. You were great. A lot of FaceTiming. Yeah. I, and, um, he woke me up very early, and I'm brave. So like I get there, and I turn to my mother. Like I don't understand that there's a time difference all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like 7 o'clock in the morning, no problem. Meatballs, does that happen to you when like, you fly somewhere else? Do you realize there's a time difference? Are you a, a garbage person? You still call people really, really early in the morning? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying my mom is a garbage person, but it's No, like, no, Mrs. Caprio's the but best. But when they're old, you just don't get it. Yeah, you like, don't. You just think like the sun is out at the same time. It's like, it's like everyone just, else just traveled much. You know, she's shouldn't get it. Yeah. Well, you tormented your poor mother the entire I time. You uh, I Instagram storied a bunch of stuff with, uh, on Tommy underscore Caprio on my Instagram. And I pretty much just did like 
whenever she wasn't prepared, like in the store, I would like throw a blanket on her head or uh, hit her with a pillow when she like threw a pillow from her. Like we were in like a, um, you know, in like Macy's or something. It was funny. Um, but I feel like she was annoyed. And then I also like she had this little chef's hat that I kept putting on uh, when she was cooking. And I'd be like cooking with mom. And I would come in and stick my hand in the sauce and she would yell at me. That was the funniest one. You throwing pillows at her and like attacking her in a department store. I didn't think was that funny. But you actually attempting uh, you to know cook about with her. Funny? I know. It's so weird. Speaking of funny, I will be at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. She's just a prof- You're such a professional. I know. I actually, I, it's, I think December 14th, but that could be the wrong date. But I'll be at the Laugh Factory then. And also, I will be coming to the East Coast. Uh, I'll be posting all those shows. I think we're actually going to do a live What's Your Jersey podcast in New York City. Uh, probably December 27th, but... Uh, I still have a few things to lock down. So if you guys want to come out, just check at Jacqueline Marfuji on all social media fronts. And I will post all that stuff there. Wow. I know. I have to check that website out, too. You should really. Oh, yeah. JacquelineMarfuji.com. JacquelineMarfuji.com. Yeah. Was that where it's all at? Yeah. uh, It's there, too. Everything there? Everything. It's all the things. Yeah. I mean, I I have to actually check out JacquelineMarfuji.com to see what you're up to as well. And I I live with you. I'm like, wait a minute. Can I ask can me and Jack and go to dinner tonight? Uh, she's not answering the phone because she's probably at some class or she's doing some show or whatever. So maybe I'll just go to JackWamarFuji.com and, and I'll look and see like, oh, my own girlfriend whom I live with. I have to ch- maybe I'll schedule something. I feel like you saw me more when we didn't live together. I did. Yeah. And we used to, I mean, it was always like, yeah, we were, we were you know, fighting for time. And, but yeah, I think I did. We're trying to fight more now. Yeah, we don't fight enough, apparently. Apparently. We're working on it. We're working on it. It's a thing. It's fine. I think it's good. Next level. Next level stuff. Next level in 2019. You don't fight with somebody when you like, you just try and like, you just don't want to, when you don't want to argue. But then you, when you don't want to argue, you're also swallowing stuff too. Yeah. And that's not good. You know what I mean? Like if like, if you, if like, you know, cause you know me, I'm always like, where do you, you're like, where do you want to eat? And I'm like. I don't care wherever you want to eat, you know, but the truth of the matter is I really don't care what we eat because, you know, I'll eat anything. Yeah, that's But true. then it does come off like you don't care. And I don't like it when you don't care. And I don't, and, but I don't. I do when, care. When you stop caring, that means everything's dead. The relationship's over. No, I do care. I just don't care where we eat. Because well, I'll I eat care. anything. Right. You do. So I care. Rather than, have our, rather than me pick something that's shitty and you don't like what we eat, <laughs> it's just easier to let you pick where we eat. That's so kind of you. Thank the, you. The eating is your thing. It yeah. is. It's my thing. It's my jam. It's your jam, girl. Guys, let me know your favorite places to eat in New York City. We're going to try some new stuff out when we're there. Who is? I don't know. We are. Oh, we? You are. Oh, I guess we are. See? Everyone. That's what I mean. <laughs> I I'm going along for the ride to eat in New York City. It's all happening. Uh, you know what else is happening? A lot of movies. It's movie season. We've been getting screeners at the house. Yep. They yeah. all came in. Guess what came the other day? If anyone saw our costumes. Um, A Star is Born. A Star is Born. So exciting. And Crazy Rich Asians. I know, which you haven't seen. My dad actually texted me about it. And I feel like he doesn't text me about a lot of movies. And yeah. he really enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Yes. My favorite was... Uh, um, normal broke Russians like that better. Is that really a movie? Or are you making a bad joke? I made that one. A that bad was joke. a bad joke. Bad joke. See people. <laughs> uh, but yes, movie season happened, and Creed Two was out. We have, we haven't seen any movies yet. No. Uh, we want to go see um, 
Well, I do want to see Creed 2. I really want to see it. All right. And the reason I want to see Creed 2, it hit theaters last week and bro- it broke all records for the largest holiday opening for a live action film. Oh, shit. $55.8 million. What? And then there's a... But here's a list of the top grossing... That is a sports movie, but here's a list of the highest grossing sports movies of all time through 2017. What would you say... Give me, give me one that you think. In 2017? No, no, not in two th- up until 2017. It oh. Any sports movie. I feel like I, th- within the past two weeks, every guy I talk to, which is primarily just you, my cousin Rob, my brother, and my dad, everyone at one point was like, oh, I'm watching Rocky. What are you doing? So I feel like Rocky. Yes, Rockies are up there. Is it? But not the original Rocky. Which one? We I feel not. like Rocky too. We were not the high. Um, well, well, I'll give you the top seven. Okay. All right. Uh, sea Biscuit, which is a number uh, coming at number seven, is Sea Biscuit. Okay, cool. All right, it's 120 Great. million. It's a, a movie about a horse. But then Tobey Maguire was at it in his prime. He was at a top peak of his career. Is that it? So maybe that was Spider Man wasn't a peak? number six is Rocky movie. Rocky three, one point. Oh, 124 million. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because that was what Clubber Lang. Now, you also have to think like Rocky 1 was a great movie, Oscar nominated, Oscar winner, winning. So was Rocky 2, but it was like 77, 79. People weren't paying $15 to go to a movie. So some of these movies, when, when the blockbusters, like in the 80s, when Rocky 3 came out, early 80s, like 83 or 82. Yeah. People were, that, you know, people were spending lots of money in a movie theater. Because so, that was uh, the only like form of entertainment. Yeah, I mean... No one had movies iPhones. were kind of peaking then, you know. So Rocky three, Rocky four is the number five highest grossing uh, sports movie ever, one hundred twenty eight million. Um, and this is a. Uh, What's next? The, the next two were kind of surprising. The next three are actually surprising. Okay. Number four, Talladega Nights. Now That's that, a sports movie. Well, it's about it's about NASCAR, but that but again, Will Ferrell in his NASCAR prime could not miss, right? Yeah, could not miss. He still can't. 148 million. <laughs> then the longest yard. Now I'm confused about this one because I'm thinking, is the longest yard that um, the original Burt Reynolds 1970 something movie, and that was a uh, 158 million, or the longest yard that Adam Sandler did with Burt Reynolds as the old man in it. I feel like it's I feel the original. Like it, I'm, I, but yeah, I don't think it would be the original because the original, again, would fall into like the 1970s and $158 million for a movie. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it has to have been the later one. because, And the reason I also think that is because number two, strangely, is The Water Boy. Number two was the Water Boy. Yes, the Water Boy. It's Adam Sandler movie. You just itself. sounded so Jersey. Anytime Water from, Boy. Yeah, that was one hundred and sixty-two okay, million. You, if you don't say Any Given Sunday or Rudy is the top one, I my brain is going to the Water Boy, which is like a comedy again. One hundred sixty-two million. No, Rudy is not. None of those inspirational movies are, are about uh, sports. What's number one? It's actually one of your favorite movies. What movie? The Blind Side. <gasps> Ugh. Okay, I'm not Two, mad at that. But that killed everybody. Two hundred and fifty-six million. Well, it's the kind of movie that if it's on TV, you have to watch it. It's also like a sad story. No, it's not. It's got it's some true. sad parts. It's a true story. It makes you feel good. Well, it makes you believe that there's a little bit left in humanity. Yeah, two hundred fifty-six million. The Blind Side, number one highest-grossing movie for sports of all time. Wow. And there you go. That's a little movie wrap up. Movie and sports, guys. It's like wrapping all the things we mm-hmm. talk about up. Uh, before we wrap up this nice little intro sesh that I forced uh, the main squeeze to do with me, is there anything else you'd like to talk about or promote or say? 
for me, this is a safe space now. You're safe. It's a safe space. Yeah. So yes. with, anything with, you want to bring to, up to thousands of uh, <laughs> thousands of um, radio listeners. Millions, yeah, I think we millions, millions, millions of listeners, hundreds of thousands. Um, I think we should talk. Want to do some relationship stuff? Is that? Oh, one? sure, sure. Want to get not? deep? Yeah, let's get deep. Let's ask your listeners if they want you to do a weekly, like, personal therapy session with me. Oh, okay. I would love that. Yeah. You, I feel like you had one kind of with me earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, for podcasting. For podcasting. Right. I Just, think so the world. Can, I think, we, could, air, we can air our dirty laundry to the world. No, you guys don't want to hear about that. I think they do, actually. Really? That's, this world is so screwed up that that's all they want to hear about. Okay. They want to hear about, you know, maybe they can help in their own lives. That's true. I like hearing stories that I can like relate to or stories that other podcasters tell that are going through things that I'm going through because it mm-hmm. gives me insight and hope. So, yeah, I feel like that would be helpful. Well, that they have gone through in the past. And so, like you said, you see the way at the end of the tunnel. Well, well I feel like you and I have been dating for almost two years now. So we're kind of at the point where we're trying to like shake things up a bit. Yeah, and I don't, and shake things up. I think things will naturally be shaken up. It's not that we're trying to like throw a monkey wrench in our, our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're just like <clears throat> you know you have to, we're getting to the point where it's just like hey what is this and you know we in the beginning you're, everything's always great. You know what I mean? It's like we always pretend that even when things aren't great, you make you put your great face on. Oh, totally. Yeah, and then so you worry because when you as you get together, you live with someone for one, and as you get older, you just start to say you start to take off that mask that we all wear all the time, mm-hmm. and it's a scary time. You know, it's like you start revealing things that hurt you and things that you know your things in your past that made you who you are today with someone because you don't want to really throw throw that shit out on a plate when you first meet somebody you know yeah i mean i feel like there's certain things that like you cannot avoid when you first start hanging out but there's other stuff that are some some stuff's just like why bring that up because now that's just gonna upset everybody yeah <laughs> it's like some some things is like let sleeping dogs lie Leave it alone. But now we want to get a little dirty. We want to get in there, right? Yeah, no, I think even I think even when you want to get in there and get dirty, there's certain things in life that you just let, <laughs> that, that are unnecessary. Meatballs, what he's telling me is that I shouldn't tell him everything. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I don't think you should pry from me for everything, too. Okay. But that's fine. <laughs> and this is Therapy with Jacqueline and Tommy. Um, New show coming in 2019. God, help us all. Well, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, so, so who have, pays for all this? You have a softball game to get to. Oh, funny you should ask. Oh, my God, guys. We have one of my favorite sponsors. You actually have benefited from this sponsor a lot. Um, Scent Bird. What? Burr, 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 burr. Burr, burr, burr. I love them so, so much. If you guys don't know what Scent Bird is, it's a luxury perfume subscription service. Seriously, the first time I wore it, my favorite scent is Tom Ford that they offer. Tommy was just like, what'd you do? Like, it, it almost was like, I like got like a nose job or like implants or like a new weave or something like you couldn't tell what was different about me something was different but it made you know, the, the nose does a lot to the brain yeah it was really good they have um men's stuff too yeah you have benefited from scent bird a lot do you remember 
What cologne? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That is my jam. Well, I'll tell you guys a lot more about it. And I have a funny story with my guest, Lori, that I'm going to tell you later on that involves scent bird and dance rehearsal and us being sweaty and having to go out in public and using scent bird. Um, but I just want to let you guys know that with this exclusive offer, you'll get 50% off your first month today if you order it all you have to do is put in the code jersey capital j-e-r-s-e-y and again that's only seven dollars and fifty cents for your first perfume that's insane Insane. Um, so crazy so if you go to s-c-e-n-t-b-i-r-d dot com slash jersey you will get 50% off your first month today and it's really cool like I can still carry around tiny little purses and just throw it in my purse it's nice and cute and compact it's awesome you're awesome thank you for being here thanks for having me yeah you know what else is awesome my guest uh this week we talk about having a good social media presence and how you can do that um she has a marketing degree from oregon she was an oregon duck Mm. yeah so we talk about marketing we also talk about she lost her dad when she was younger i think she said she was Lori said she was 10 or 11 so we talk a lot about you know how to deal with a parent passing away and we talk a lot about how your family and your friends should deal with it also um coping with it moving on always feeling like they're with you and just it's something that especially as we're all getting older we're in our 20s 30s 40s things happen you know and it's we talk more not just about parents passing away but friends and everything and we don't get morbid she keeps it very light and i i learned a lot you know it was pretty insightful um hearing kind of how to deal with it and how to react and all that uh so we talk about that we talk about bartending stories together we talk about mental health uh we talk some fitness stuff we talk some sports stuff there's a lot of stuff in there so i think you guys will really love it oh and we also talk about online dating um and letting go of being closed off i know that's a lot of people's concerns especially in the climate that we live in so i feel like you guys are going to really enjoy this one my guest is hilarious and um yeah meatballs please 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 keep sharing the podcast with your friends subscribe review rate it on itunes i really really appreciate it that would be the best christmas present ever uh thank you for being here tommy caprio you're welcome anytime and meatballs enjoy ms Lori douglas meatballs i am sitting here with a very fine, a very fun e blonde bombshell. Uh, I always get so excited when I have my actual friends on the podcast. Like, I'm friends-ish with people that come on. But I have been waiting to have my guest on for a very long time until the timing, like, felt right. And um, I think you guys are going to love her because I love her. And I've witnessed a million people falling in love with her, too, in front of me over the years. (laughs) Um, She's a comedian. She produces a ton of shows all over Los Angeles. She knows her shit when it comes to social media. And we're going to talk a lot about social media and posting hot pics. Uh, She's also a co-host of the Laugh Factory podcast, Fanatics. Welcome to What's Your Jersey, Ms. Lori Douglas. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. You are. Thank you. I remember like 
I don't remember where we were. I remember, like, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was when you were starting to talk to me about, like, wanting to do a podcast. Really? Yes. We were at that coffee spot, Carreros. Do you Maybe that? No. I remember it. You were talking about names. <laughs> well, it's all happening. It is. It's like full circle. It really is. Yeah. It's so Lori and I have a lot going on right now. Um, we do. We do. We're slightly overwhelmed, but in we're very way, in the best way possible. Yeah. I've been talking a lot in the podcast opens about how busy I am, but no one knows why. Like, totally. not, I haven't gotten into it, but Lori and I basically have been hired to be the Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yes. For this Completely. event. Yeah. For a lawyer's lip sync holiday party. They're having like a lip sync battle. Yeah. But I, when you tell people that, I feel like it sounds like it's not no. a thing, but it, it's a thing. They have a full length stage that they've built for this event. And it's at like this huge venue and they have these themes that they're so committed to every year. Last year, they had professional wrestlers hosting the event. They built a wrestling ring like it was no joke. The year before they had it was a Game of Thrones theme, which I feel like you would love. Oh, Lori, God, I would have died for Lori's that. a big fan of Game of Thrones. I would. I wish I could just dress up as a Game of Thrones person and just like pop up. I mean, I know they want us to dress as pop stars. I feel yeah. like is a Alicia pop star she could be on her own right right she could be right what do you think about the new trailer that just came out for Game of Thrones I haven't seen it yet you really don't like Game of Thrones do you I haven't (laughs) seen it yet I was driving the other day and saw the signs for it okay and I was like shut the fuck up I can't wait I gotta look up the trailer now would it be too hard for me to try to catch up I've only seen season one no Oh, wait. Complete. I mean, it's six seasons. It's a commitment. But how do I like force myself to do this? You got to maybe like knock it out. Got to wake up and like we've said, swallow the frog. So wake up and watch an episode of Game of Thrones. That's probably going to be the hardest thing of your day. I know that really would be. (laughs) It's so good. But it is a commitment. There's shows I want to watch, but I refuse. I'm too far gone. It would take it takes a lot of hours yeah they're about an hour each okay. 12 episodes i mean it's that's that's more that's like a month <laughs> honestly it's the best show ever I why feel like Game of why Thrones is, is it the best. the best show ever i know everyone's obsessed with it i've dated people obsessed with it i know i've had stassi on here who's talked about it like she calls her listeners khaleesi's i get it oh people are gosh. obsessed with it but why 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 because the character arcs are amazing and the way that they develop the characters like just Khaleesi alone like from what she starts at to what she is now is incredible and it's just they spend more on that on one episode than some people do on a big movie they're like they have like movie budgets for each episode the editing's insane all the graphics and everything's so cool and you just get so invested in these characters and there's like the characters are too like the way that they develop them like uh, Cersei okay you like love to hate her but then she also has so much to her that you get why she is the way that she is and you love why? how what big is of she a, like she is a ball busting bitch she oh, like takes her. no prisoners and she like started out and she was like married to a king and she was miserable I mean I think she's always going to be a little miserable she's always got a chip on her shoulder yeah. but now she's like the head of it all I mean she it's about is. to come down but She's got nothing to lose now, but she really loved her kids. And that was like something that really brought her some humanity. But now she's got no kids. Fahim Anwar had a whole joke. Have you heard his joke about Game of Thrones? No. 
and how they're really the Kardashians. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's really funny. You guys, you should Google it. The Kardashian Fahima and Mar joke. Um, okay, Game of Thrones. This is not sponsored by Game of Thrones, guys. I know, it feels um, like it though. Before we get into you and all the advice you're going to give to the meatballs about life and how you got to where you are and how you became so funny, um, let's do just enough. Let's jump right in. Let's go. Let's okay, go. guys, if you're just starting to listen, we do just enough with Jacqueline. That's just enough sports so you can talk about sports with anyone for the week. Um, okay. Have you heard Jordan Rogers throwing shade on his brother, Aaron Rogers? I have not heard that. Okay. So everyone, yes, California has pretty much been up in flames for the past two weeks. Um, thoughts and prayers. There's donations. I've listed all the links to all the websites you can donate to. And everyone's really come together. And there's been all these first responders who have been so amazing. And all this stuff has happened. And I feel like we're finally in the clear. And now it's time to rebuild. And everyone that's lost everything, now this is what we're working towards. Exactly. And so Aaron Rodgers donated one million dollars to um it's n v c f and it's a campfire relief fund and it's hashtag camp relief hashtag retweet for good which basically if you retweet aaron Rodgers' tweet about it the state farm corporation is going to donate a dollar for every retweet so oh, when wow we I, all need to go retweet yeah so i went i retweeted and there was already i think this all happened within like the past 48 hours there was already like seven thousand retweets at this point oh, so that's, that's just from retweeting like that's the climate we live in <laughs> like that's nuts but amazing at the same time that's a cool way to do it you it know is. and you have to just hit hashtag Retweet for good or, and, ha- or the other million hashtags That you just read Or they have <laughs> So many hashtags So many hashtags There's so many hashtags It's like one of the jokes We wrote um, Anyway So Jordan Rogers Which I feel like A lot of people who listen Like The Bachelor See, I didn't even know who Jordan Rogers was. Oh my god! Okay. Which is like why I thought it was another player. I was like, "Damn, he's got an athletic family." I didn't even know he that. played in college. Now I think he's like a financial analyst or something. But he, you do know Joe from The Bachelorette. I, I, I think she's the crazy one. No, she's really pretty. Oh. I'm like really cute, and she just keeps getting I'm sorry, prettier and prettier. I don't know. I don't know. No, that's okay. So Lori's like a a guy's girl. Like you're a cool chick, and like you're into Game of Thrones. Like you're into sports like you're into your it's great and i'm this is gonna help you anyway jordan won the bachelorette he was on it with her whatever they have a cute show now i just love her she has a new clothing line out and it's really cute and her and becca um becca tilly i think her name is from she is a great pocket whatever they're adorable look them up on instagram if you want any style ideas um so jordan rogers called his brother out and was like you know what um, he didn't reach out to their family who's from Northern California. That's why Aaron donated all this money. Um, he said, so his tweet was, but when your own mom is home alone during the fires, car packed, ready to evacuate, and you miss the fundamental first step of compassion, calling your parents to make sure they're safe, everything else just feels like an act. So apparently, Aaron Whoa. didn't reach out to the family. That is some, that is it's major shade. shade. That's just covering up the entire thing. It's covered. Well, it's so the debate is. It's a fire blanket on that, essentially. <laughs> but um, bum. Uh, Aaron is saying it's not a 
an act donating a million dollars to someone isn't just putting on an act i actually care about the fires in northern yeah. california and everything and aaron's just like fuck you you didn't call mom no jordan is like fuck you you didn't care about the family they have like a an estranged relationship yeah, they have I feel a whole like there's thing. a lot going on there. there's a lot yeah they don't really talk anymore like do you think that's something that could be repaired basically i just want to get down to their relationship do i think that their relationship can be prepared yeah repaired? like if you didn't talk so Lori is a sister do you think yeah. it's okay to not talk no, I have never understood, but I also have never gotten into such fights with my families to where it's been like we haven't resolved it. Like I've never had a fight where it hasn't been resolved with my family. Okay. Or if there's like, you know, of course you have pent up stuff and you eventually is brought up, but I've never, I can't wrap my mind around not talking to my family for more than like a day. Yeah. But I know that everyone has different circumstances within their family. So there's a lot of other things happening. Oh, for sure. But I always feel like it's a catch 22 when it comes to like someone who reaches, reaches a certain height and a type of, and money. And if the relationship with the family was never good before, and then the family is trying to like leech on to your success or your finance situation, I can see how that could bother you. But I also like can't, Imagine not calling your parents or checking on them. Right. I feel like. But, but where where was um, is that where was news? the other Roger? Where was the fucking other Roger? <laughs> was he helping the I parents out? I think he was out? helping. I have a feeling he wouldn't throw that much shade yeah. if he wasn't helping out too. But like, why would he say that the car was packed and that they were waiting to evacuate? I don't know. I don't. That's crazy. Like, I what think is it's cool. Been, or is Aaron supposed to send a helicopter? Yeah. Right. Well, apparently he's supposed to send a helicopter and not donate the million dollars. I yeah. think that's what he's trying to get at. Is like like you're helping your all own. these people, but you're not helping your own yeah, family. Yeah, like, Which save that's your own tribe first. Make what sure did he say back? That's the thing that... He he was just like, I don't think it's acting if I'm donating yeah. that much money. Whatever. I think it's cool that he donated that much money and I hope everyone benefits from it and everything is okay. And again, I posted the links. Um, you know, I hate... Actually, I don't hate. I love comparing football to reality shows. Oh, yeah, because it's becoming that way. There's so much drama. There's so There's much a lot drama. of drama happening, especially in the NBA. Oh, there's a load of drama in the NBA. right? Is now. there any drama in the NBA you want to talk about or like knowledge you want to drop? Because I don't know that much about the NBA. I just know that uh, Kevin Durant's having some issues. Is he? What's going yeah. on with Kevin Durant? Him and I can't remember what the guy was that's on his team, but they got into like a huge fight. OK, they were like yelling at each other on the side of the court and he was like give me the fucking ball <laughs> they were arguing about not getting the ball just on the court they were just and then that one guy spit in that other guy's face uh, yep mm-hmm. but maybe it didn't happen he's saying that they cgi'd that shit okay who has time to cgi that shit That's i know stupid. i know i know no i don't but like they're that. saying it's becoming more chris exciting. paul's fighting everyone's fighting. they're all fighting yeah i i don't know if it's that they're all on drugs i don't know what's happening but everything is heightened yeah, <laughs> yeah there the- was a really sick fight though like two weeks ago which one? The UFC. Oh, the God. Korean zombie was fucking nuts. Wait, I and didn't then see that. His name is like... The guy who won, I can't even remember his name. This is like a dyslexic giving you back. Like, information is always so askew. You're dyslexic. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. So I give you like it... I give dyslexic news. <laughs> it's like missing names and names are mispronounced. They're not correct, but it's kind of there. That There's a show there. There dyslexic is there. Dyslexic news. news. Well, you and I both... 
experience. We both live in Los Angeles, and the Rams have been killing it the this Rams. year. And I feel like it's taken a while for Los Angeles to really embrace them and for the Rams to find their footing. Yeah. All you used to hear about was how hot it was at the games because there was no shade and how, <laughs> like how you would go and just get like heat stroke. But now, like the there was a Rams game. They played the Chiefs on Monday, and the only thing I can compare it to it was literally like the most perfectly orchestrated reality show you've ever mm-hmm. seen. It was like watching arena football. Yeah. Essentially. Like how quick they were moving. Everything. It was the highest scoring game in Monday Night Football. Yeah. Like it was so exciting. You it, Like Hollywood could not have put on a better show. No. It was like the Vanderpump rules of football. Yeah. And it's kind of like a precursor to like what's going to happen with the NFL coming up with like right. all of these rules, everything like that. Oh so my that's God. probably what is going to be what the NFL's games are going to be like from now on. Is this like high score back and forth? Well, it's turned into more of like a one-on-one thing between yeah. all the different positions, which I find, I don't know, like it's kind of cool. I guess we can compare it to like housewives fighting. It's not yeah. like the whole group fighting. Now yeah. there's all these like inner workings. Completely. You know, um, do you know about the rules and like why the NFL is like in placing the rules? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which I'm down for, but I also feel Let's like... Let's break it down to the meatballs who don't like football. So why? it's basically, there's so many head injuries that are happening that people are now... They retire from the NFL and they're getting like Lou Gehrig's disease yeah. and all of these crazy brain injuries and their bodies are breaking down. Right. Yeah. So, need- so they're trying to get all these different protections for people getting hit. Like, I mean, even if you look at like a running back, how often they get hit, their like career is probably half of what, you know. A, like a, re- I mean, a re- the receivers still get hit, but they don't get hit with such. Well, it's like they get they hit, hit people. and they lose like nine hundred thousand dollars. It's just like a real housewife calling out another housewife yeah. on having like a cocaine addiction. It's like they lose a sponsor. Yeah, like, yeah, they it's do. Kind of the same thing. They do. You know, so money, like getting that hit, is you know your salary for the year completely. So it's scary. So the there's new rules. New rules. But I feel like the game has totally changed because everyone is much more athletically advanced, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. You Everyone's know? really athletic. No. But I also feel like that the rules need to be changed at a lower level, too. Like, I feel like someone in high school, like, I know so many people from my high school who played football who mm-hmm. were amazing, who got such badly injured that their careers could have been, they could have been in the NFL, but they didn't even get the opportunity because they were already ran through the ground. In high school. At 16. At 16. God. I had a guy that got like three or four head injuries before he even graduated and then had to quit in college. And he was an amazing football player. At least he made it to college. Exactly. Have you seen the Rams head coach? Yes. He's young and hot. He's pretty hot, but he's him and I would just make another ginger. You, <laughs> he's a ginger. I like gingers. I do you not because I, it's like your I kind. Feel, I feel like I was so tortured as a child being a ginger that I like have this weird hate. Like I don't hate gingers by any means. Like I think they're beautiful. Okay. But I just like even like I have a joke about being a ginger. Tell tell us your joke. My which joke is so annoying to do on a podcast. My joke was I do a thing about someone asking like what my ethnic background is, and it, I go on about that, and then I'm like I don't need to pay twenty three and me to tell me I'm Irish. I can tell by my pubes. <laughs> and I do that joke, and I had a guy who I hang out with who I date, and he was like I didn't know that you were a ginger. 
I've never, I've gone out of my way to not sleep with gingers. I've never been sexually active with a ginger. And I was like, well, you know what? Now you're not sexually active with a ginger anymore. <laughs> I'm not fucking you anymore if you're going to say that to me. Good for you. But I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, that's so But rude. people do that. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I don't like that. But I know I shouldn't. I mean, I think they're cute. I think that... I love a little good ginger. They're good. But yeah. so the Rams have to beat the New Orleans Saints to be in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs, which I want the Saints to be in the Super Bowl. So I don't want the Rams to beat them. Yeah. I have an allegiance to New Orleans. What about you? I, oh, Who my God. I, want I love I love New Orleans. I'm a big fan of the Saints. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking them. And Drew the Brees fact that Drew Brees it. is 39 years old. Uh, well, that's what I love the most. Playing so well. Right. It's like yes, you don't have. But to I like 20. I like the Chiefs though. To be honest with you, I wanted the Chiefs to win. No. I wanted the Chiefs to beat the Rams, but mostly just to confirm my top five for that week. That I okay, so Lori on her <laughs> podcast, the Fanatics, has to do a top five. So tell tell us what your top five is this week. So for this football. week it's the top five: Patriots, okay. fourth, the um, Steelers, third. I was mixed, but I did the Chiefs, and then I did the Rams, and then one is the Saints. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are the Patriots always in your top five? No. But they, they've okay. been in my top five. They've but been they've, there. They're definitely moving. I almost didn't put them in, but I think that they're better than the Chargers. I do, too. The Chargers are great. Yeah. They're good. And they have potential, and they're going to be fucking... But there's just... I don't know. I think the pa- Patriots are kind of... They're... They got nobody really. They're, They're like I think Gronkowski's going to be bit. done pretty soon. Yeah, I do too. I don't think he's it's got okay. Year he's now. got such a hot, fun girlfriend. I think he'll be fine. No, he'll be fine. He'll do. He'll be an analyst pretty yeah. soon. It's fine. It's all good. Um, I want to know because you are like a cool hot chick that watches football also and actually knows what's happening. What can you tell the meatballs that don't really know that much about football but want to sit there and watch it with their husband, their boyfriend, or their guy friends? How to kind of react to stuff if they don't know what's going on without being annoying? Um, I think the best thing that you can do is when they score to yell. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when you see them running towards the red zone, which is like... Do I need to explain the red zone? <laughs> no, you don't need to explain the red zone. Um, but like when you see them going, just cheer. Just get and excited. I also think, too, there's nothing wrong with like watching the reaction of the person that you're with and then mimicking that reaction as well okay you know but do it subtly like like they're like oh like just ah you know don't like (laughs) don't be too obvious with it but definitely just watch them and i think a good tip like if you know you're going into a situation where you're either going to a sports bar or you're going to a party it's holiday party season coming up you're going to have to be in a lot of situations with maybe a lot of your new boyfriend's friends or your Mm -hmm. husband's like co-workers or your guy friends or maybe you're out there trying to catch a dude I don't know yeah yeah. I don't know what your deal is kind of google if you know maybe the teams or like some fantasy players that they might have Google a little side fact about it. Oh, yeah. It. There's nothing better than that. Right? And just throw in a tidbit or like a random fact. Yeah. Even like a historic fact about the team, like yeah. from like the 70s of like the heyday, the golden age of football, the 80s, something. Just throw in a little thing that kind of like knocks yeah. them off their like yeah. game a little bit and they'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I find like if you know that there's someone that like might be going back in, like Eric Berry, he's with the Chiefs. I notice whenever I like drop like, is Eric Berry playing? They're like, whoa, whoa. look at you know your shit and like <laughs> that's that, that like it's literally just 
perfect. That's what you need to do. Is Eric Berry playing? Oh, yeah. Is Eric Berry playing right? I know he was hurting. Like, just, just yeah. throw in an injury and just be like, oh, they knew Oh, that. it was great when Le'Veon Bell was out. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is Le'Veon Bell back yet? Yeah. Like, is Le'Veon Bell's like not, like, they're doing, or just be like, they're doing really well without Le'Veon Bell. I can't even say his name right because I'm right. dyslexic. Is it, well, it's because V's and B's are kind of hard, especially we just did shots of um, vanilla flavored whipped cream vodka. We, we were like, yeah. We were like, we let's need get to turn this up this energy. Party started. I also love a soft vanilla scent in my perfume. And guess what? I've talked about it before. One of my favorite perfumes is Tom Ford Black Orchid. And there's a tiny hint of vanilla, or at least I smell vanilla. I don't know if there's actually any in it. But the coolest thing about our sponsor this month is Scentbird actually has Tom Ford. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the beginning of the podcast or forgot, Scentbird is a luxury perfume subscription service. I mean, seriously, have you ever walked by someone and you're like, whoa, that person smells amazing. Where can I get what they're wearing or how can I find it? And you find it, but it's super expensive and you kind of don't want to commit to it. You want to try it out. Basically, Scentbird is like dating a perfume before marrying the perfume. So you have options. And in 2018, I feel like options are everything. Um, I love it. They have so many different ones. Gucci, Prada, Dolce & Gabbana. They... I I love Rose Gold by Michael Kors. They have that. And one of my absolute favorites, which I didn't find out about until I ordered it through Scentbird. I ordered the Nirvana scent from Elizabeth and James, a.k.a. Mary-Kate and Ashley. Um, that's become my new favorite even more than Tom Ford. Isn't that crazy? But I never would have actually found out about it if it wasn't for Scentbird. And it's not just for travel. It's for all the different bags you have. I mean, I'm going from teaching to my own classes to appointments to work to, you know, just dates, anything. And it's nice to just know that I have a little spritz bottle of my favorite perfume in the bag. I also, I'm a girl and I change my mind sometimes. And I don't like having a big bulky bottle of perfume just sit there because I only spray it whenever I feel like smelling like that scent. So the cool thing about Scentbird is you can kind of have a different scent for every type of occasion, every type of, you know, vibe you're feeling that day, which I love. Um, I think you meatballs are going to love it too. Lori, actually, when we were getting ready, we were in dance rehearsals and we really wanted to go out to just get a glass of wine and like chill out for a little bit. And she was like, oh, I smell awful. And she forgot her perfume at home. So I was like, oh, girl, I got you. And I just gave her one of my scent birds. So it's also a really fun gift. Hello, the holidays are coming up. It's something that you should definitely think about. Uh, it's a great gift for friends, for your mom, for family, for your boyfriend's mom. You never know. I mean, everyone likes a good perfume. Everyone likes options. And there's also men's colognes, which is even better. And one of the things I also was obsessed with, I love their hand cream. I think I talked about this on the last podcast, but I just had to order more. Uh, the I think it's the Rose Prosecco scent. It's so soft. It smells so good and I actually keep it in my car and every time I'm in there it's I see it and I'm like oh yeah I love this and it just makes it's a good little lotion to put on after yoga or like a hot Pilates class it's just a nice refresher um, so that's why I use scentbird.com seriously when you order it it's 
choosing a perfume, they send you a 30-day supply that's 120 sprays, guys. You're going to smell amazing after 120 spritzes. And there's free shipping all the time. So you don't even, you don't have to leave the house, right? Like who is going to go to a department store for the holidays and deal with pushy sales lines and people and everything? That's just not not our jam um so yeah you get to choose your own perfume they have i think they're up to 500 different designer brands and you choose one every month um it's the real deal it's no joke it's like choose your own scent adventure uh and all you have to do is go to scentbird that's s-c-e-n-t-b-i-r-d dot com slash jersey capital j-e-r-s-e-y and you get the exclusive offer which is 50 percent off your first month guys that's only seven dollars and fifty cents for your first perfume that's a lot better than what i've paid in the past again it's scentbird.com slash jersey so scent s-c-e-n-t bird dot com slash jersey and you get that 50% off your first month I hope you're enjoying Lori as much as I am I have the most amazing little meatball in front of me oh yeah you're, it's like you're eating the listeners oh it is <laughs> um okay so we talked we talked the Rams we talked I I'm kind of mad at myself for even starting with the Jordan Aaron Rodgers drama because it was kind of like a wah wah and it's annoying and I just I'm happy he's helping people so stop throwing shade Jordan um he's jealous he's jealous and it's fine because sometimes in just enough we don't just talk sports we also talk reality tv people and uh what better to bring up when we're talking about jealous people than the kardashians the kardashians (laughs) yes we call it kardashian clutter Oh, yeah. I love that. Right. Um, Apparently, Kanye has just come out saying that he absolutely hates when Kim Kardashian is trying to be a thought now on Instagram. And he hates it when she posts really hot pictures of her bod, which I just now saying this, just now saying, just now saying this, like, I'm confused. I feel like he was her biggest cheerleader at one point when it came to that. I thought he did. I thought he was like kind of like her the cherry that broke the ice whenever he posted that picture of her from behind eating the room service and she was like her ass was hanging out and it was like, is that Kim? Is it not Kim? Oh, I haven't seen that picture. Yeah, it was like when they first started dating. Really? Yeah. Wait, I want to Google that I picture. I feel like though that that's like saying if you are with a quarterback, like you're like, I just really don't like how they play football. <laughs> like you knew what you were getting into. What did you think when you were dating Kim? Like you, that's what she's famous. She's famous. Not She's done a lot more though. Well, she's penetration she, famous. <laughs> she's a she's a fucking mobile. Yeah. Mogul. Mogul. No, whatever the fuck I'm it's not called. gonna throw shade on her empire she's and great, what she's but she she had a fucking sex tape where she was having sex. Well, it's like, can I cuss you, on this? Yeah, you okay. <laughs> no, we're going to edit everything out. Um, it's like when you start dating someone when you're already in a relationship and they're also cheating on someone else. And then you're shocked when they cheat on you. Yeah. It's like, you know what you're getting yourself into. You a hundred percent. Like know. let can be a thought. Although I'm not going to lie. I feel like her kids are getting old enough now where like they're going to get teased a little bit. About what their mom is posting. Yeah. But does it matter? I mean, I it is almost think. 2019. I feel like... I mean... She looks great. I mean, she looks good. And I feel like that they're going to always be surrounded by a million other children who have famous parents that... It doesn't matter. They're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean... Have you ever... Um, guys, if you want to 
follow a really funny instagram is nori's black book oh do you follow that i have not oh my god so it's this i don't know who actually curates the instagram but they do it from north right yeah northwest kim's first daughter with kanye they do it from her point of view so and all the posts they always recap the kardashians episode for the week it's so it's really funny so shout out nori's black book it's really good i hope i said the right name i probably didn't what i want to know for you is do you think it's okay because I kind of like to drop a hot picture in there every now and then to be like, hey, I still got it, boyfriend. Like other people like what's going on. I think maybe she's just flirting with Kanye dropping these hot pictures. She could be. She could be like, or who knows? Who knows what Kanye's doing? Maybe he did something where she's like, oh, fuck you, bitch. Look at this. (laughs) I'm going to post a hot picture. Look at all my options. Look at my options. Yeah. I also just think that anytime that they're trying to promote anything, she drops a nudie. Yeah. That's their. That's their thing. And I can't stop looking at them. I look all the time. I'm like, golly. Right? Okay. So we're already. So we made it through just enough with Jacqueline. Um, (laughs) Just enough. Yes. Oh, you know what I wanted to do? This is a new part of just enough, actually. We didn't make it through. Just kidding, guys. Um, Every week, I kind of want to talk about a new fitness thing Mm. um, that we're excited about, like a fitness or a beauty thing or something. And I have to tell you, so I injured my knee a little bit and was a little weary about going to work out today because Lori and I were in dance rehearsals yesterday and we have a pretty hardcore dance and I was bruised up today but I signed up at like 2 a.m. I was probably a bottle of wine deep after doing comedy and making pasta and trying to watch TV. Um, I signed up for crew box boxing this morning. Um, and I know boxing, like I, apparently that's like what the Victoria's Secret models do. There's a lot of really hot chicks that do it. So I had never taken the boxing class where you actually hit the bag and like mm-hmm. really have the gloves on. Oh my God. It was life changing. Yeah. I, so you get out of aggression. Oh my God. I, I also though, like when I one see point, myself in the mirror though, I'm like, ew, how do I ever get laid? I'm so, so awkward. Oh, well, this is why you would love crew box. Ugh. And this again is not sponsored by crew box guys. I have to tell you the, the room you walk in and it feels like game of Thrones. It's dark. It's like this dark, almost like dungeon where you can't really see anything. There's these small little spotlights on like the bags, but there's all these bags just hanging there. sounds amazing. And there's a stage and this instructor who's just on it. And they played, I knew you and I were supposed to podcast today because they played, guess the song they played. Um, Man, I feel like a woman. No! Get low. low. Nope. Oops, I did it again. No, it's not in our mix. Oh my God, gossip folk. Nope. (laughs) We did, we went through so many songs. (laughs) The song that we used used to lose our minds for behind the bar oh. in the heyday we just talked about him he's the singer of it fade by kanye west oh Jesus Christ. my gosh it's one of the oh, best yeah, that's songs the one to work that you out weren't, like allowed to play jacqueline would yeah. always get in trouble because she would go and she'd be like play she's like no actually i just played that yeah don't be a bitch dj um, <laughs> don't be a bitch. Just play it. Yeah. Okay. Fade. Yes. Fade. So you're boxing, guys. Oh I gosh. started crying at one point. Like all these things came out, and it's. I've been really upset. I'm not gonna lie to you. I admitted to my boyfriend that I was feeling fat recently. Have you ever done that? Yeah. And instantly, always regret it. Right. I always regret it because I don't feel like guys get as upset about that stuff. No. Do you think? I mean, well, I know their body can't. They know definitely, what's going but on. they don't. That doesn't stop them from like. 
hooking up or it doesn't like ruin their day doesn't ruin like they're not like oh my god I it can doesn't feel my fat jiggle while i drive like that nope. doesn't bother them not a thing it doesn't make them spiral into oh my god i feel fat oh my god my career isn't yeah. where it should be oh my god i'm never having kids oh my god I, oh my god it's a trigger oh my god. it's a oh my downward god. spiral i don't think that happens for they, them they might they just might keep it so inside yeah you're right who knows yeah so i was complaining about my arms <laughs> Which they look fin Y'all If you see Jacqueline's arms You're gonna be like What is wrong with you You're freaking crazy I am So it looks so good (laughs) Yeah Just being honest Um, And this class was really great for it So I just wanna recommend I felt like There was a lot of cool core stuff I got a lot of aggression out That I didn't realize I had inside And it was really fun And I felt very like Strong and powerful You got to like Fist bump with like There was all these dudes in the class (laughs) Which was great (laughs) Because we live in West Hollywood So it's hard to find a straight guy Oh my gosh It's so hard I mean we love our gays They're amazing But sometimes it's like But like you know They they love you But only to so much Yeah So it was nice to be surrounded By guys that were like yeah Gross. And you're doing like a workout Where you're like Oh that's cute Like when I have another guy That's in like my Pilates class I'm like Okay yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why It's so I don't awkward. know why I feel mean saying that But I'm just like Really bro Even though Pilates Is amazing And it's so good so, for you So Lori's the reason why I had to step up My workout game <laughs> I'm not going to lie um, It probably was Six months into me Doing the podcast Yeah But I really I all of a sudden like my eyes opened up and I saw how hot Lori was getting not that you were not always hot but like you you've progressively like blossomed thank you um where like you have abs now and like all these things like I'm just all these things I, I just remember seeing like an ab cut and being like how did you do that <laughs> Pilates yeah and you were like I'm on class pass and so I I joined for a little bit and I still like didn't want to give up my gym membership at crunch it's because hard to do. It's hard to do, but it was the best thing I've ever done. No offense to Crunch. Um, because you, I, I feel like it reignited our friendship. Oh my God, yeah. Because we would go and work out together. Yeah. And then go get lunch. I think Class Pass is one of the best things ever. I know that a lot of instructors don't like it because yeah. it's like messes with the way they get paid. Yeah, we don't get paid as much. I, I teach yeah. classes that have Class Pass stuff. But I also feel like a lot of classes would not be busy. I yeah. feel like there's been a resurgence from Class Pass with studios. Oh, for sure. You know, in a way that it wasn't like that before. No, because we couldn't afford it. No. And it was kind of like you would go to one. You would always just like stick to one. But I, I feel like like switching it up when you work out makes such a big difference yeah so tell me i want to know your like fitness and workout secrets because you look amazing thank you but i i want you guys to know this Lori is a girl that can get down she loves fucking taco bell oh my god i love taco bell i you love s- to eat yeah and, and I, you love to like you drink i, love, I, I live to drink yeah I don't, I don't, but i really like to drink and I, I like to smoke weed so i get the munchies i have to say i think i try to it varies, but I try to work out like five days a week if okay. I can. And I try to do like a cycling class, berries. I love hot Pilates. My roommate teaches there, Lacey Looney. She's amazing. She's so you good. guys have to go to her. But, um, and then I love Legree, which is incredible. It's like a reformer, but it goes up and down and side to side. It's like a Supra and it's insane. It's 25 it's like- minutes and it, you leave it exhausted. And oh, I couldn't so do it. sore. It's it's the craziest thing. They get like your heart rate up, but then you're also working your muscles too in a way. It's no, like it's almost insane. like strength. It's like strength building or whatever that's called. Core building. What is no strength? 
I don't know the name. I can't remember, but it's great, guys. It's like being on a ride at like Universal, but yeah. you're on a Pilates ride. Like, yeah, it moves. You're it like in a plank, and then they go up. They like send it up a couple levels, and you're like, Jesus. Yeah, like and then you're it goes side of it. to side. It's nuts. It's too much for me. I should try it again. Yeah, I mean, it's really it it, it challenges you in a way because it forces those muscles to ignite when they might not. I feel like yeah. that's how you have abs. Yeah, definitely. And I started. I don't do it, but I. I I try to eat relatively healthy. Yeah. But I definitely do eat, though, too, at the same time. Yeah. But I try to balance it all out. Is that it? Is that the key? I think it is. I think at cooking at home as much as you can. I love mason jar salads. Those are my Whoa, favorite. Whoa. Can we talk about that? You guys, meatballs, these mason jar salads will save your life. You what do buy you do? like big mason jars and then you layer it up. So you layer it. The first is going to be the dressing. And then you put whatever is not going to absorb that dressing. So like peppers or like I like to do green beans. And then above that, then you do like your um, like a little bit softer stuff. And then you do your lettuce up top and like your meat and your cheese. And then you put it in the fridge. And honestly, it keeps it so fresh. You open it up, you shake it and then open it up and you can dump it or you can just eat it on the go. It's incredible. So like you can make like five mason jar salads and then take them with you everywhere. Wow. It's insane. No one's ever talked about mason jar salads on the podcast, Lori. Oh my gosh. It's so good. We'll put some recipes up. Ooh, I'll I like send that. you recipes so you can put up for you them. You heard it here first. It, they're amazing. They're going to change your life. You've changed my life. You've changed the body. You can even do that too with like... Let's say you want to like spice up, like let's say you do a marinade and then you have like your veggies or whatever, you can like seal it up and then have that waiting for your day and then shake it up and then let it sit and marinate for a little bit. Okay. Or even with chicken. Do you recommend cooking for guys? How does that work for you? Yeah. Honestly, that's my like, that's how I get guys. That's like my... Is that your go-to? That's my go-to. Is that like, like when I like somebody? Go-to? Oh yeah, like when I had once, like years ago, I had a crush on someone at the bar, and I used to like bring in my food, and I would like make a point for them to see, like, look at what I cooked. Oh, that's like, I think it's I don't know if it's from being like being from the south or what, but I've so always Lori's thought Jersey is. <laughs> Texas. Texas, baby. Yeah. Oh, I love how it comes out. It's, it's so just, fun. Like, I, I just got turned on from that. I'm sure I, you guys did, too. I love it. Yeah. But so, wait, I, feel, you would, I like that you would, like, bait it for them. Oh, I would. I that's would good. Bait. I feel like I've lessened that a little bit, but when I do like somebody, that's, like, where I go. Really? I, like, cook for them. What I do you love cook? to cook. What's your, like, go-to for a guy? Have, like, what's a good guy food? I have this really good recipe for chicken berry. It doesn't sound good. I don't even know what that is. But it's so good. It's like a you put cranberry sauce and French dressing and onion. What's um, French dressing? French dressing. It's it's a really... Um, people don't know much about the French dressing, but it's pretty delicious. It's nice and tangy. <laughs> but you get like a creamy French dressing and then you pour in um, onion soup mix. Okay. And then you put it over chicken. And then you get, you can, it can make it really easy and you can just get like rice aroni, but it seriously, it tastes like you really spend a lot of time. Does it? It's so good. It's my grandma's recipe. It's oh not hard. God. It's super easy. Okay. Or I'll make like a, like a honey glazed, um, salmon or something like that. Oh, salmon's always a good one. Salmon's a good one. Right. Fish is good. It doesn't take very long to cook. And you don't feel that full. So you want to hook up after Definitely. it. Definitely. There's nothing worse than like making something really hearty. And then you're like, Ugh, I, I, I'm just going to like bloat all over you. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I just think you either like suck it up and you do it. I just have fat sex <laughs> or, or you like, 
I don't know. It's, you just got to get that poop out before. That's the one the thing. Worst. That's the worst. I hate knowing it's it's like, there. Yeah, and you're just like, am I going to fart randomly sometime? Like, Has that happened to you? Uh, yeah, once. Once and once, but I don't think he knew. Oh, but it that's definitely, okay, like, then. It definitely came out, and I was like, oh, my God. What do you, you just keep going, though, right? I mean, you have to. I think it's one of those things where you're just like, ah! And then, like, <laughs> you continue on. Yeah. And then, like... Maybe you're like, let's take it over into this corner. Like, that's when you move positions. That's where you, like, take it from, like, the couch to the kitchen or the kitchen to the couch. Yeah. Like, you have to move. You can't stay in the same spot. Okay. If you fart during sex, you must move. Yeah, you have to move. You have to move. You gotta exit the premises. Yes, and change positions. I feel like you're really good about this. So, Lori has taught me, like, the art, and this is what I wanted you to tell the meatballs, because you've been really good about teaching me how to send, like fun like sexy selfies or like cute like I didn't even know that maybe I should send a video of something or like just in a tasteful way yes to the to to your lover yeah yeah to like excite them or like reignite something so you give them some advice on what stuff you told me to do because I feel like I wasn't good at that um I definitely think uh I mean if we're gonna go if we're gonna go just straight into nudes Okay. Nobody put your face in those nudes unless you're like actually super serious with the person. Don't do it. It's a real slippery Don't slope. Don't do it. I mean, if you have some noticeable tattoos, whatever, let it go. But maybe like cover it up. Maybe like hold it. I don't know. But okay. keep the face out. I feel like unless you're like the love has been exchanged or you're like eating ass with each other, you <laughs> cannot do the face. You can't. No. You just can't. But I think like something cute, like in a bra and panties in the face. And I think you can never go wrong with a boomerang. I feel like dudes are very visual and I think like a picture is really great, but I feel like when you add movement to a picture, okay. I feel like that's like a whole nother thing. How do you even do that? Like, okay, it's me. I'm sitting at home. What do I do? How do I even set up a boomerang type photo if I'm by myself? How do I do this? I mean, you just, uh, you can hold it out, put a filter on for sure. Always 100%. filter. Do they yes. know? They don't know. They don't know. Sometimes I found a trick with the filter. If you save it, and then you post it and then you go exit out of the story and yeah. you go back to your story and you go to post that one. People can't tell if you put a filter on it. Oh, that's good. I, at least that's what I think. But I can't look at my own stories with that type of lens. I need I forgot my password to my fake account. I have one. I think everyone should. But I forgot mine. Do you have a fake Instagram? I need a, I need a fake one. I had one and I would like go through and. Look at my ex's shit, which Ugh. is always toxic. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't the, do it. Oh, well, I went through a phase where I did it for a very long time. And then like, I just randomly got like a wild hair. I was curious. And then it was like, it, I feel like it's like watching really trashy reality shows. Yeah. Like you get like into this, like you like love it, but you're like, oh my God, why do I like this? But like, yeah, it's too dirty. Stop. It's like, where did I get this? Why, why am I, why am I a whole, why do I care about these people? But sometimes stop, like, okay, like I've gone through and like looked at some of my ex's stuff and like, I've learned a lot of great things from my ex's new girlfriends, like where to eat, like where the good (laughs) foods are, like what books to read, what shows to watch. I've gotten a lot of knowledge. So, so it's not all terrible. No, but no. then I've had moments where like I'll end up liking their ex. Like I'll be like, your ex is kind of cool. Like yeah. she does some cool stuff. Oh, for sure. She's got good taste in books. And then they talk shit. And I'm like, actually, I don't think your ex is like that. I think she's actually kind of. And then I'm like, wait, no, he can't know that I stalk her like that. Yeah, whatever. It's 
all a compliment. You've moved on. You're cooler. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So sexy boomerangs. Because I always, especially when I was single, I remember always being told, no, you can't send them like a sexy pic because then it's like giving them everything and giving them the power and whatnot. But I feel like times have changed. I think it just depends on the like place that you're at with them. Like I think definitely... Because the thing that's wild to me was that there was some there was a guy that I was dating for a little bit and he always wanted pictures, not like sexy pictures, but just like take a picture and send it to me. Okay, what are you doing today? Did that creep you out? No, because I knew him really well. But then like there would be times where I I looked like shit. I was like, I'm not taken. And it was before like there there was all these filters like, you know, it was only like the Snapchat filter where it was like, OK, you're you look like an alien. Yeah, like you, I can tell you put a filter on. And so now you can really get away with that. You shit. can get away with anything Great. now. And if they're dumb enough, which yeah. I mean, let's be real dudes like kind of don't pick up on anything. You can cut your hair and they won't know for months. So like they're not probably going to notice a filter. They're going to be like, wow, she looks pretty today. Yeah. But I'm not above it. No, I used to send though like old pictures of myself. Oh, like yeah. old, and then I, I got called out. The guy called me out. He's totally like, always he's called like, out. You posted this a while back ago. And I was like, damn it. You know what? Don't ask me for pictures then. Exactly. Like, don't yeah. ask me. No, the main squeeze cut that short real quick. He was like, who actually was this picture yeah. for? Yeah. He's like, um, <laughs> when did you? Oh, yeah. But we all have a br- like, there's nothing wrong. I'm I'm I am not opposed to building up a spank bank of things to send to people. Like when you're dating somebody and you have like just a reserve, That's you know, so like you're out to din- like out to lunch with your girls and your dudes, like you're having like some cute, sexy time and you just like send them a cute picture of you i love it and it's like you're out and about they don't have to know no they don't have to know also just remember that like whenever you're feeling yourself and you're like i look good today you fucking take up i think you should i think that there's something too i feel like sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit and we don't let ourselves be confident i think that there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance and narcissism with pictures but i think that there's nothing wrong with enjoying the way that you look and feeling good about yourself you should yeah you always should Because you are beautiful No terrible. matter what they say <laughs> um, Okay, so you're really good at Instagram You're really good at taking pictures Do you have any advice on Like how you post stuff Because you are really good at writing a fine line Between like super fucking hot But also funny but also relatable um, Is there anything you can recommend On how to curate your own profile Or what to do Because you also have a marketing degree Yeah like You know about yeah. this shit Yeah But it's hard to market yourself It's hard to like take It's really hard to exit And like apply what you know to yourself Yeah That's what I'm trying to work on now mm-hmm. But I definitely think When it comes to like a hot pick Like I think You always have to follow it With a funny caption Okay. Or I mean I or like sometimes when I don't know I just do an emoji. But I don't like like when someone posts like a picture of them and it's like super like that you know like that that awkward selfie where it's like super like you look at it and you're kind of like oh it's like kind of makes me uncomfortable yeah and then they're like they write like some inspirational quote underneath and I'm like just stop or like a Bible verse I'm like come on yeah no. I like a funny little caption okay but they're hit or miss yeah you know you, do you never ever know. delete things oh I do all do the time. time you do okay I, I depend like depend upon the, like the time that I post if. I post it and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't feel like this is getting enough likes or I feel like it's not doing well, which is so pathetic. But you know, whenever you're like 
an hour in and you've only gotten a couple likes you're like okay it's just downhill from here this is not working this is not working out i've been really getting angry about social media lately yeah i feel like a slave to social media and like i have to like keep it up and curate Mm -hmm. it and it's it's making me resent it and it's i don't know how to flip it and i it's making me like hate my pictures it's making me when my friends get their cameras out i'm like no i know which is bad i have to take breaks from it though because there is i feel like there's an element of like narcissism with it that i have a hard time doing yeah and i get in my head like you're like i feel like it sucks when you're actually trying to make your instagram be like something for other people because then it takes then you get in your head about posting you're like well this will the people that i'm that are following me like this is this like what they want to see yeah and then it kind of sucks because then you get into this loop of like it just i think it takes the fun out of it it's like how did we get here i know jesus christ anyway i want to know how you got here Lori douglas first of all your name is that your real name Yes, Lori Douglas. <laughs> you were granted the Golden Goose, like the Golden Goose. Yeah, that's a great fucking name. Like you were born a superstar, Lori Douglas. Come on, are you related to Michael Douglas? I wish. I think I would be a lot further by now you if never I was. No, I mean his son's not doing that great. Um, that's that's terrible. I'm sorry. I hope everything's fine with that. Um, no, but I want to know because granted, yes, you grew up in. Did you grow up in Dallas or a, a suburb? In I Dallas? grew up in. A a suburb outside of Dallas. Okay. But when I was born, I was like North Dallas. North Dallas? Yeah. Is that like a thing? Like North Jersey and South Jersey are very different. Definitely, definitely. North North Dallas Dallas? is like nicer. Okay. It's a little bit more like ritzy. So, okay, you're really hot. You're from a nice ritzy neighborhood. How did you get funny? Um, I think it was like when, I think um, one, being constantly made fun of for being ginger Wait, was okay. one thing. Lori, I have a hot blonde sitting across from me. <laughs> Where, like, when... Wait, I'm so I remember confused. like I would be like I remember I was at summer camp and I was like peeing in the bathroom and I was like, there's some people in there and they were like, yeah, I don't like Lori because of her hair color. Like, she's got like weird colored hair. I don't like her. But... And like just stupid stuff like that, I feel like, and being like, I was I'm super dyslexic. And so like growing up, that was always something that I had to like kind of work through. And I feel like I kind of always tried to be funny. Okay. And then I had was that act- like a deflection. Tool? Totally. I think it was for sure. Because now I'm almost jealous of people that are like, I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic because yeah. it's like, it's oh, like, well, yeah. now it's thrown around. Like now it's just like, anytime you fuck up, you're like, oh, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. But, but like, I'm like. I was like legit dyslexic. Like I was super ADD or ADHD. And so my mom, there's so many things. I know so, you're a Christian scientist. So I grew up a Christian scientist. So like when, so, you know, you go to kindergarten and preschool. So like preschool and Texas, a lot of times like preschools are run by churches. And so a lot of churches wouldn't take me because I was a Christian scientist. Mm-hmm. And so um, my mom finally found like a Methodist church that would take me. But then when they took me, they were like, oh my God, like your daughter is psychopathic. Like what would you do? Like they, my mom said that they called her in because I used to bring toys with me every time to school because no one would play with me because I was so crazy. And I would like repeat things from movies. I was always like a different, I want, I dressed up and I was like a different character every day. Okay. And so she said that she came to watch me one day and that like during recess, I was literally just running laps around the playground like they couldn't keep me still and so then they got me on medicine which helped (laughs) 
but which was very against your religion very against my religion like my mom was like struggling with it so bad but she was like dear lord like i'm praying and nothing's happening so like we got to get her something and it ended up like where the like the church was like god she's just the prayers are working and my mom was like oh god if you only knew if you only daddy like but i'm not against it i well that's another time another place to talk about like uh, that type of medication but um I feel like, but then I would chew it or I would like spit it out. Like I went through a phase growing up where I just wouldn't take my Adderall. Like I would just spit it out and I'm just crazy wild. So I've always just been like off the wall, super crazy, never shut up. That's so funny. funny. And then, then I had like, you know, I had a dark time and I feel like that that definitely built up my funny. Well, something I wanted to talk to you about and you can open up or we can move on. Um, your dad passed away when you were younger. Yeah. And so did that help with you kind of honing your comedy skills and kind of deflecting and trying to create humor out of pain and sadness? Definitely. For sure. Okay. It did. Definitely. I feel like that that was something that I kind of was the person in my family that was always trying to make everybody laugh and like lighten the situation. Okay. But I'm kind of like that in general. Yeah. But definitely was intensified during that time for sure. Did you know what was going on when he was sick? I did. My mom was really good about being open with us. Like, I do agree with that. I do. I mean, I think I think for me, like, because when I found out my dad was sick, I was 10 Mm -hmm. or 11. I was 10 and um, I might have been nine. But because he he passed away really fast, I found out like in fourth grade. And when they told me, my mom was just like, "He's sick." But my mom's super. My mom's very emotional. My dad was not, and so my mom was like, he didn't want to tell us, and my mom did. I think in a way it's nice because I think it would really suck to like not. I mean, he had cancer, so eventually, like no matter what, you're going to find out that they're sick. Yeah. But I think it just made me. It definitely takes away your innocence for sure. Okay. Uh, but I also feel like it's something like it's nice to know what's going on mm. because I feel like there's regardless though, when you lose somebody, you're always going to have regrets and there's always something, but I think not knowing what's happening. I feel like if I didn't know, and then I found out later, I would feel really robbed of just knowing, but I feel, I don't know. I think though you should tell your kids. Yeah, for sure. I really like so Lori's told me stories about and we can either we can talk about this or we don't have to about you've gone to psychics yes and they've said some really cool stuff to you oh yeah so a big thing for me when my dad was sick I couldn't be around it like I had to leave I just it was hard for me and he he was somebody I was really into acting at that time and so he was always working during the week and he would drive me to acting class every weekend Mm -hmm. and we would run my lines and he that was like something that I did with him and he would come like to all my parents days and stuff like that at my acting school on the weekends and he was just really involved with that part of me Mm -hmm. and so Um, when he got sick and then wasn't able to come, um, I'm trying to think. And then it, it was kind of like a weird blockage for me. And then I feel like once he got super sick to where it was like weight was lost and he was dying, I couldn't be around him. I couldn't, I never wanted to like break for him. I never wanted him to see me upset for some reason in my mind. Like I didn't want him. I felt like if he saw me upset, he would be upset Mm -hmm. or he would think that I was giving up on him. So I like refused for him to see me upset. So I would go above and beyond 
to not have him see me like that, which sometimes meant that, like I couldn't process being around him. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of regret about the way I handled it at 11, which, you know what I mean? At that t- age, like not you physically can't process it. And I think if I had seen a lot of things, I think it, I wouldn't maybe be the person I am today. Yeah. And my mom always told me that he loved seeing like how strong I was during that time. But after him passing away, I held such a regret for so long thinking like, did he know that I loved him? Did I give him like to the point where like it literally was like suffocating to me. It it affected me almost on a daily basis, like Mm -hmm. years and years after he passed away. There's nothing worse than like feeling like you didn't say what you wanted to someone who passes away and then you feel like you can't yeah and then I did stand up and I was like god I hope he's not like looking down on me like oh my god (laughs) she's telling all these crazy ass jokes like is he like disappointed in me (laughs) so then I met this chick and she asked me to she told me about this medium that she went to because her dad passed and so I I ended up going and I at all these open mics I was like before I was going I was doing a bunch of my that jokes about my dad and I was working on jokes about him passing away and I was working on like what if I go to this medium and he's like, actually, I'm pretty disappointed in you. Like, what if he just like rips my ass? He's like, stop what you're doing. Stop it right now. Nothing is good that you're doing. So I was like super nervous. I was like, what if that happens? What if he's like, I'm super disappointed. And I had yeah. this joke where I was like, everyone tries to make you feel better about losing someone. And they're like, oh, don't worry. He's always with you. And I was like, always with me. My dad is always with me. And so I go and there was only at open mics that I did this at. So I went to this medium and I sit down and she looks at me and she's like, uh, your dad wants you to know that he's, um, not always with you, that he has a life and he golfs a lot. And my dad loved to golf and that he's gotten really good. And I was like, stop. Like, there's no way that someone she would just make that up. Would make that up. And there's no way that anyone, I don't have that joke online. I don't yeah. have anything like that. And then she went into like verbatim, like what I said on stage about like being a disappointment. And it was nuts. It yeah. honestly, like, I feel like in a weird way, whether or not it's real or not, it filled me in a way that mm-hmm. I can't explain. Like, it's it like gives you better permission. than any- you know, and it supports you and it lets you know that he's seen your journey and that yeah. you're succeeding. And he's like, yeah, go do you, girl. And I have a life, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> I've got things going on. That makes me happy that I he's know. golfing. I know. He's That's just like every dad's there. dream. It is. It is. <laughs> and that he's gotten good. Do you have any advice for people that either have suddenly lost a parent or are going through that? Because I feel like at our age, I'm older than Lori at um, <laughs> the age of 30s, the age, <laughs> the age, you know, like that's what's happening. Like everyone's yeah. going through that. So like, what's some advice maybe you can go through? We've had friends recently yeah. who've lost parents. Like, and I know it's a hard subject to talk about, but it's something, it's reality. It's something that people have to deal with, you know? Um, do you have anything that you can say? I think if somebody's passing away, like, um, like if they have a cancer or something like that to really spend time with them Mm -hmm. and also to, to have them like write letters. When my dad passed away, my mom had him like write us letters. She had him singing us hymns. She got us like birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. And that's cool. He wrote to us in like a Bible and those things for me meant so much. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like having gifts for like two years for Christmas where it was, even if it was just like one little thing, but it was something that they picked out together before he passed. Yeah. Was huge. That meant a lot to you. 
so I think if there's somebody who's going to be losing a parent at that kind of way, that having those little memories and making sure that those are there are, there's nothing better than that. I think when you lose somebody, I think, I feel like it's different for every single person, Hmm. but I feel like wrestling with the demons that you have, that the things that you wish you would have said or would have done, I think that dealing with those and forgiving yourself, because I think it's hard in those times and it sounds weird, but when you lose somebody, there's a lot of stuff that you wish that you could have done differently. And you Hmm. have to like, you have to forgive yourself that you weren't there at that point sometimes. Yeah. And I think, um, I think writing about it and like journaling about your process through grieving is really important. Okay. And to have someone, cause I think you got to attach yourself to someone who's been through it. Not like in a weird, like codependent way, but you got to find someone that you can talk to. That's like years down the road that, cause it gets, it, it stays hard for a while. Cause I feel like I've and knock on wood. I've been very lucky. I haven't lost a parent yet. Um, and I have family that's lost parents or friends that have lost parents. Yeah. And I don't I don't blame them. And I totally understand. I feel like I'm the last person they want to talk to. Yeah. You I know? think it's I think that a lot of times, you know, I think letting somebody know that you're there and yeah, like what's the best thing you can do? Yeah. I feel like reaching out and being like, I'm so here for you. And I'm not even expect if you don't even want to talk to anybody and you just want to be around somebody be there. Yeah. Or if you want to literally have a meltdown. And talk about everything that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think just being there and doing things like getting them food or things like stuff that sounds super basic. Like I think doing someone's like if someone's going through something and you go over and you like do their laundry, and help them clean like that makes because you don't feel like doing that kind of stuff. You don't feel like doing those small everyday things. Yeah. You know, so I think doing little everyday things for that person is a big thing. I just feel like. You always have, and this is so cheesy, but like an angel on your shoulder watching out for you and your career. And I think it's, I've seen you. So another big reason why I wanted Lori to come on the podcast is because within this past year, I've seen her take like huge, huge, huge fucking strides with her career. She's on fire. She's hot. I feel like everyone in town like wants a piece of you right now. Um, I wish. Come on. Come on. No, it's true. And I just feel like you have this like quiet confidence about you because of what your dad has like instilled in you and like you know what the psychic told you oh my god yeah I think after hearing her and going to her which is just just crazy because I feel I feel so LA being like my medium but (laughs) whatever I I honestly I feel like I like spoke to God but I could be so wrong but I feel like I really believe in God speaking through other people and I feel like like when you are open to hearing something I really feel like God I feel like my mom's always told me like if you think something and then one or more like two or more people tell you something that's God like if there is something that you're thinking and then someone says it to you Mm -hmm. that that is God reaffirming or whatever you believe in yeah that that's I'm, I believe that wholeheartedly. And that goes, my guest last week, who you've listened yeah. to, and I hope you guys listening have listened. Brian Pataka talks about like inner intuition and listening to your inner voice and just 
picking up on signs and things yeah. that happen repeatedly. And that's yeah. something I call, I learned it. It's called pings mm-hmm. um, from Lacey Phillips from Freedom Native, who, who will be on the podcast soon. Um, where, yeah, you got to pay attention to that shit. Yeah. You, you know, be really tuned into what you want and what you believe in. And I think like, I feel like too, in this past like year for me, I tried to loop back to like what kind of brought me to where I am today and like yeah. what I want to do later on. Cause like for me, a big thing is like, I'm, I think that being like a civil servant is really important and like serving your community and like reaching out and finding something that you're passionate about. And a big thing that I always, you know what I always dreamed of whenever I was trying to be an act, trying to be an actress or comic was the idea of being able to like give back and to have a humanitarian aspect to you. 100%. But I came to the conclusion is if you're not doing it now before you make it big, then you're fucking not going to do it then. You're yeah. going to give money, but like, is your heart going to be in it? No. So like, I've been like... We should see if Aaron Rodgers gave money before he had all the money. I know. <laughs> but just like your time. I think yeah. that the time is the biggest thing. Like finding stuff that you're into. Like I do Art of Elysium and I really kind of tried to consistently volunteer with them. And mm. I feel like it just like set my heart in the right space to where... I kind of was like, okay, this is a part of like what I eventually want to do. And I'm going to have to incorporate it into my time whenever, you know, you are a full-time actress or full-time comic. And so I started like, you know, putting my actions into words. Well, it's funny because I feel like with comedy, Lori's a comedian. You've been in the game for a bit. Um, it can get really competitive yeah. and it can become all about booking TV shows and totally. Or you get booking in, specials. Yeah, and, you're around people and it's just like a pissing match for who's doing the best or ugh. who's doing the most. And it's yeah. like, I can't listen to you right now. And I, for me, I wanted to get into it because I wanted to make people happy. Yeah. You know, and especially with what's going on in the world right now, it's like, all we have is our laughter. Like it's we so need true. relief right now. Oh my God. It's so true. Sometimes yeah. before shows, like when I'm, I'm like nervous or if I, I'll go and I'll like get ready and I'll be like, I'll like, it's dorky, but like I'll pray and I'll just be mm-hmm. like, let me like relieve the audience and let them escape and have fun yeah. and like get out of their head whatever they're thinking about that's stressing them out I hope that I can be an escape they can forget about it for, for a whatever bit. that can be and they well, can just relax my dad used to tell us stories about his mom who I never met who apparently yeah. I'm similar to um she passed away of cancer and the only thing when she was going through chemo was watching robin williams specials yeah. and mark and Mindy and all that and that's what made her happy and it was able to like alleviate her of whatever she was going through and so i always remember that so you know i think it's nice with what we do yeah. to remember that it's just to make people fucking happy exactly like that's it is at the end of the day that's what it is i feel like and this is a ted talk i'm it, sorry i'm getting so passionate it, about it it's true you though. bring that out me because it's, it's true. supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun and it's also like you're supposed to make people happy like right? it's not a it's not about you it's just not exactly. I mean, there is I mean like the stories you say and everything like that but I mean like at the end of the day like the response and all of that it's all dependent on a crowd and it's the point is to make you guys laugh make so happy. something that you do that really makes me laugh is Lori has this snapchat goes <laughs> 
when I went to that medium, she told me I had a little girl with me, and I was like, "Can what? you please?" So, because we talk about like oh, the haunting of Hill House, like oh, I've had Chris Medina, the medium on here. Like I like getting into this. Oh shit. my gosh! So tell the meatballs about your Snapchat. Okay. We're ghost. starting from the beginning of my Snapchat ghost. So when I moved into my apartment five years ago, my roommate found this picture in her closet. It was a black and white picture. It was an old picture. It was these two little girls. One of them had like long black hair. And I was just like, that's weird. That's fucking creepy. And then like our bedroom doors would always open randomly. My cat runs around like a psychopath at night. Like it's nuts. And the cabinets would open. And then I one day was doing like one of the, like the dog filter on Snapchat. And I was like doing me. And then like right next to me, a filter popped, like a dog face popped up. And it wasn't like just like popped up and left. Like it was like licking, like its mouth was open. And then I started filming it and it was like, it would respond. Like I would talk to it and it would like open its mouth and like have the action of whatever that filter would, you know, like how there was like the the unicorn and like the rainbow came out of its mouth when you opened it like the rainbow would just come out of its mouth and uh, I had a friend over and she was like Lori you never told me that you had a ghost and I was like what are you talking about I mean like I you know I kind of honestly had a feeling but I was like what do you mean she's like she just walked past me (laughs) and I was like what and she I guess comes from a long line of like I don't even know what that would be like Mediums, mediums, or? like she and she said she's from New Orleans, and Ooh, so they yeah. have like some dark magic in there, and like voodoo and stuff like that. And so she was like, "I I see this stuff," and she's like, "You have a little girl here. She just walked past me, and your cat knows." And like my cat, I like look over my cat. And my cat's like running away from something, and like she's running all over the house, and so. At that point, I'm like, shit. Okay. So I tell my sister. And then like two weeks later, my sister's like, I'm so scared. I had this nightmare. I saw this little girl and she had like long black hair and she was in your house. And she's like, I'm super scared. Ask her what she looked like. And so I like go to my friend. I'm like, what did, what did my ghost look like? She was like, she was a little Hispanic girl with brown hair. And so then I'm like, all right. And then, like, the filter pops up everywhere. Like, I'm filming myself at my home. It pops up, like, now, like, when I film in my house, they always say, like, that white noise is supposed to be, like, spirits. And my roommate and I both wake up almost every night at 4.30, which is supposed to be, like, the most active time. Between, like, 4 and 4.30 is, like, the most active time for spirits. And her and I both are always up and when I told her that she was like I was trying not to get up but I had to like it's nuts like doors open and um then I had a friend who uh her aunt is really into like she has all the equipment and stuff and so I sent her all the pictures and videos of it and she was like yeah it's a little it's a feminine like I can tell it's a girl and I can tell it's young and it's nice like it's a really sweet ghost because she's like having fun and playing she's, playing with, she's playing with me like it's nuts like I'll go and I'll like do filters and she's like it's it's you have to see it on my story you need to, to have what is it I know I need to have a highlight you I'm gonna put a highlight, highlight of it because it. it's crazy you're so fun with her you guys are so playful and I like, like you her. should co-host a show together sometimes <laughs> I leave her alone for a little bit like when my roommate goes out of town I'm like I'm gonna leave her alone it's a little creepy. Like, I'm kind of scared yeah because like I'll have little but at the same time like I'm really honestly not scared of her but I'm also like there's a part of me like really doesn't think it's real at all and then there's part of me that like wholeheartedly believes that I have a ghost in my life like to where we asked 
the person that our landlord i was like did someone die here because i am so confused <laughs> things are happening and when i went to my medium she was like there's a little girl with you and i was like um okay okay so she's leaving the apartment now girl, i know she's right. coming with me that's really cool um you also you have been producing a lot lately yes and Maybe it's just because you you like to smoke weed and get high. Maybe that's what the little girl is. Maybe maybe that's you imagining her. I don't know. I don't. don't But Lori recently had me on this series that she's producing called Hot Girls Getting High. Yes, I'm definitely. I'm like. um, I'm not producing. I'm on like creative. Yeah, like I'm like. uh, Yeah. Okay. Can you tell the meatballs about it? Because you've just started releasing episodes. Yes. So it's it's basically. Just women getting high and talking about topical topics to like some like stuff that is related to women. And it's just kind of fun. And you just kind of get to see someone go on a tangent about global warming or oh no I've never gone on more tangents in my entire life <laughs> it's fun though like you get the video back and it's hilarious because it starts scared. and they go like I'm into so a spiral and it's hysterical but it also too is kind of like I think like shattering the idea that stoners are gross and lazy or whatever you want to say like it's like all walks of life women getting yeah. high and just like saying their opinion and talking about what they feel well that's totally my take from it because i always hated weed yeah after having like a a terrible like bong a few bad bong yeah a few bad bongs like where i felt like michelle pfeiffer and what lies beneath where i was just in the tub and couldn't love that movie it's such a good movie such a good movie talk about ghosts um (laughs) oh we should watch it now um she looks in the bathtub yeah in the bathtub oh god and i just always felt like that though like in Acetated anytime I smoked weed and you kind of taught me that it's not like that like no. there's different strands there's different types it can expand your mind it can wake you up it can make you happy and yeah, like it can make you create yeah so what's your favorite thing to smoke like okay obviously people that are listening aren't all actors they're not all comedians if you're just looking for like a fun night where like you don't want to get too high you don't want to get sleepy yeah. and you just want to get like turned on and like awake what do you do? I would say smoke a sativa joint. Okay. I love Blue Dream. Blue Dream? Blue Dream is really good. It's supposed to make you more creative. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. There's sour diesel. All of like sativa is going to get you up. Okay. Sometimes it can be too up for some people and it can make them anxious, but uh, I feel like it's, I feel like it gives you, it's almost like having coffee. Okay. But like a relaxed, you okay. don't feel like that jittery. What about edibles? Edibles? They scare me. I've never taken an Edibles edible. are a whole different game, guys, because you take an edible and it takes like an hour and a half to kick in. Oh. So the thing is, it's Who's like you take one. I know. You have to like really just know you're going to sit around or like maybe go eat the edible walk to the store I'm not going to tell you to drive walk to the store get all your <laughs> snacks and then come back and then it, it, you should be you know okay. maybe getting high okay. I think that the thing that's tough is that you eat them and then you're like I don't feel it and then you eat like way too, too much, much and then you're melted into the couch <sighs> that's like my worst nightmare no thank you um, do you have any um, tr- pearls of wisdom you can drop from being a bartender to people who are on the other side of the bar. Um, never walk up to a bar and ask what the cheapest thing they have. Ugh, the worst. Because it's fucking you. Yeah. 
Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Also, kind of like know what you want. Also, read the room. Like if the bartender's slammed, don't sit there and not know what you're going to do. And also, don't sit there and play on your phone or FaceTime while you're ordering. Don't snap. Don't snap. Don't fucking snap at me. Oh, my God. Never snap. Right? That's a so rude. We've endured some shit together. Yeah. Like we've seen some things. Also, don't like wave in someone's face. I hate that. I definitely like I think the classic just like give them a head nod. I think if you really want to get a bartender's attention, I think like you got to like definitely lock eyes. Try to really get their eye contact, yeah. but give them a head nod. That's mm-hmm. like a real subtle, fun way to get somebody. Yeah. When you snap, you're never going to get your drink. Ever. Ever. And also, don't order a complicated drink and get well. Don't do it. Right. Don't, don't do it. Like, come on. Don't take the time. You're better than that. You really are. I feel like my meatballs wouldn't do that. I feel no, like you they guys listening. They know what they're doing. I feel like they know what they're doing at a bar. Is there anything you've learned? Because I feel like we've witnessed a lot of like riot dates, you know, bumble dates. Is there anything yeah. you've learned as like a don't for guys to do when you're sitting there just meeting at a bar and for girls to not do or any? Um, I think I think um, I think when you're at a bar, limit the selfies. To an extent, okay. if you're with your friends and you're okay. all sitting at the bar taking selfies, that doesn't attract good attention from. No, I feel like guys. it always. I feel like guys like aren't it's a into turn it. Off. Yeah, but I also know too. Like when I go out, sometimes like you know when you go out to meet dudes and then you go out to just enjoy time with your friends. Yeah, totally. If you just want to enjoy time with your friends, selfie away. I also think like dudes. I've seen a couple guys who have had dates and the date goes to the bathroom and I see them like on tinder while they're on the date and i'm like that's that's just not a good look ah that's so shitty just like wait until you're home yeah i also think dudes need to chill out a little bit and maybe not hit on every single girl that walks by Mm -hmm. but i think that that's definitely a thing right it's not always a numbers game i mean i know i yeah they definitely are like an odds kind of yeah i feel like dudes like when they tinder they like swipe everyone (sighs) right we're very selective we're choosy women are a bit more choosy than guys are i can't i really can't um i want to know what you're gonna do because Lori's talked to me recently about being closed off um when it comes to dating and when it comes to guys and i'm sure there's a ton of comics and people that would love to date you but you're just kind of i don't want to say you're picky but i want to know what you're doing to work through letting those walls down because i feel like a lot of people have those problems where either you've been hurt in the past or you know, I, I want to know how we're going to let those kick through, a kick through those walls, those walls. Yeah, I definitely have get a them lot out. Of walls. Yeah, I feel like I think maybe uh, not taking it so seriously. I think too, like I think since I don't go on a lot of dates, that like when I go on a date, it feels like a really big deal. It's like when you don't have very many auditions and then you have that one audition it feels like the biggest audition everything's on a pedestal yeah or i say with anything you know like comedy or comedy or like if you haven't worked out in forever like that one time when you go to work out feels so hard oh yeah and maybe it's just maybe making myself go on more dates because that like one date feels like a lot my mom would always say it's practice definitely and i could see that and a free meal but nowadays i feel like it's even hard to know if you're going to get a free meal out of the day now it's always drinks yeah, it's drinks and then Yeah, and then you're sitting there with the drinks And then like you're like, do I pay I definitely think a trick to a date though is If you go and get dinner And then you guys go get drinks after I always think it's a really, really, really good look 
to like be very persistent with paying for the first round of drinks if you guys have gone to dinner and you go get drinks afterwards. Oh, okay. Or at least offer. So offer for the first round. Don't offer at dinner. If he invites no. you to go to dinner, it's yeah. on him. Like, I mean, don't. you can do the purse reach. You do the if reach. You feel, but I, I don't, I don't know. know. I just feel like it takes so much for a girl to get ready to go on a date. I'm way paying more much than more what money. a guy does. Yeah, one hundred percent. Way I'm paying more. For more than what the dinner costs. Yeah, but I guess for uh, lessening my walls, like now over, I overthink. I'm very analytical, so I just sit and think about the same. Like I can. Like list off a million Like I remember my first Boyfriend I ever had I like wrote a list Of pros and cons Of why I should date him No Yes Is that good Are you supposed to do that No I mean I I don't I don't know But I was like in 6th grade Like that seems a little extreme Like that like decision Was really not that big of a deal Oh my god So yeah I guess uh, letting down the walls Is like just not bringing Your shit into other relationships It's a lot It's hard to do that though Do you think you're a people pleaser too Oh yeah But I I think for me Why I don't get into relationships Is I know that like when I do care about somebody I like could put their needs before me and so that's just I'm definitely better at people pleasing but I'm also somebody that like when I care about you I really care okay and so I've been I've taught myself to be very selective with giving that kind of all right we got cut off I don't know if it was Lori's snapchat ghost or um (laughs) let me get close her dad just wanting us to change gears but we were talking about putting up walls and taking your walls down is there anything you wanted to further say about putting your walls down um or how you got there oh yeah um i think that that there's i don't know i have a moment where i don't really think that that's bad to have walls right a little bit i think that there is it's good to have boundaries and i don't think you should just like give all yourself to somebody because I, I have a lot of friends i feel like i see that date and then they're like this is the one i love him i'm obsessed with him it's like please stop it's like please you put the brakes just on. met him you don't even know him i feel like it takes a long time to get to know somebody uh, well you know what's funny um I, I was listening to it was either e daily pop or one of the yeah. e shows and they were talking about not giving everything to your boyfriend not giving everything to yeah. your husband and kind of having some stuff for yourself yeah and having like an air of mystery a little bit and i don't think that should ever go away yeah i agree like don't hide what the bills are and stuff like but i'm not mean, if you have to but like if should. you have to not say how much you're spending on your hair every month whatever that's fine um <laughs> but i i think it's okay to be a little mysterious so I think yeah. it's good to like hold your cards close yeah at first definitely but you you got to put yourself out there I want to so Lori when we had a, a shutdown of the um, podcasting machine um, told me about a forgiveness story before we get into we have a fun rapid fire question yeah. round for you and I want to hear about what's coming next and all of that but I want to hear about this forgiveness story oh but it's super intense okay so um, after my dad passed away my mom started dating very soon after mm-hmm. and at the time that was really hard for me and then after falling in love I realized you know what it would be like to lose somebody that you were with so it gave me so much more empathy for what she was going through okay but um, in that time that she was dating she met a guy and got engaged to him and I hated him like hated him how old were you I was in sixth grade and um, they got engaged and he lived in this big house. He was a doctor and there was just like something off about him. And then he would like kind of sort of like make me uncomfortable 
and I just like I didn't feel like there there was something like I didn't feel like there was something right there and then he like one time like kind of touched me and then like it was just inappropriate Mm -hmm. and trying to like get me in his car alone and it was just weird stuff Mm -hmm. and I was I didn't tell my mom about it or anything and um because you want your mom to be happy you don't want to yeah yeah and then eventually like i kind of had brought it up and then like grieving counselors were like your daughter will say anything to for you to not move on like do you can't trust what your daughter says and so my what? mom's getting my mom's getting all these people that are like they like this me is normal <laughs> yeah they're like this is normal she's not gonna want you to move on like da 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 she's upset she's angry because mm-hmm. for me I was like very I was like I wasn't like a sad griever I was like a I was a little angry okay. and um so she was like yeah don't she's fine she'll get over it and at that time I was like you know what if my mom marries this guy like I'm never speaking to my mom again like I was very angry about the situation and then turns out like my mom found all these um cases where he was like getting charged for sexual harassment from his work and he ended up giving my mom a junk diamond he was just a terrible man and my mom like saw him one time like kick his like I know this sounds really small but like kick his dog in a way that was like so insane that it's like that's a red flag that's like, no small. person yeah like you don't kick your no dog. you don't kick your dog never kick golden your dog. retriever like, like golden you, retriever i know like who you kicks just can't. a golden retriever and he just made me but i i hate it. and then there was other things like he like quote could have like he did something that like just ruined my mom's life and i hated this guy i fucking hated him like if i could have had him dead I would have and I remember like going into like ninth grade I held it like I woke up hating this guy Uh, even after a year of my mom not being with him I hated him and I remember I was getting it's so stupid but it's I was getting baptized but this can correlate with anybody in their lives whether it's like whatever it may be but I remember just thinking to myself like me holding on to this anger and hating this person actually does nothing to this person no. like he doesn't feel the hate that i feel he doesn't mm-hmm. know what i'm thinking the only person that i'm actually really hurting from this is me because i'm not moving on and i'm staying in a weird space where i am choosing to be unhappy and i'm choosing to let this person continue to mess up my day when he's not even here anymore so i made like a distinct choice in that time to forgive him and like forgive my mom for kind of like in a way what at that time I felt like I was being like she was choosing somebody over me I guess in a way like mm-hmm. that's how I felt grow, like it being young yeah. and um how can you authentically do that though because yeah I and I've talked about this on the podcast and it makes me so sad have had certain like friendship breakups or certain things that have happened and or certain people that have kind of yeah. done you wrong and you're supposed to just wish them well yeah. and wish them nothing but happiness and good things but it's hard to authentically wish that sometimes so yeah. how did you authentically as a 16 year old or yeah. 11 year old yeah how did you you were just like nope I'm gonna wish them well and that's it I was I kind of accepted that my mom has always told me that if someone could do better they would like genuinely if someone like I mean I think people do things and they like do it and they know it's wrong but I think like knowing that I think finding empathy for the person like whatever it may be if you can find like some strand of empathy in somewhere somewhere in their life to kind of maybe understand like maybe where they're coming from but I think also too it's an art of like letting it go like knowing that 
this happened and it is what it is and I'm not going through it anymore yeah. and I just have to let it go. Yeah. You know, and the more that you hold on to it, it's just like, it's just coming back over and over again, but it's already happened. It's living in the past. Yeah. And it doesn't serve you. No, it doesn't serve you to hold on or like replay things in your mind. It only hurts you. Yeah. I needed to hear that girl. Um, it's so funny. I, I love hearing this side of Lori because every time I see her, <laughs> she's just like this shining ray of light and you're just always like so funny and just, you know, like up, up, up. And so it's nice to get deep in there. Yeah. To know that all this is happening under the surface. I like it. But let's talk a little shiny, bright light. Yes. Comedy is killing it for you right now. Like you have all these shows. Um, You're also producing a really cool show. It's called That Time of the Month. Yes. Um, I want you to tell the meatballs where they can come to see. Actually, I don't know if you know the next venue. The next one, it's going to be at uh, three clubs in January. Okay. We're going to do it probably the first or second month or second week in January. Yeah. Um, we're going to do it at three of clubs. This is an awesome place. And um, my producing partner, Dina Freeberg, is amazing. And um, we have like half our proceeds of the tickets go to Happy Period. And we tell them donations. what that is. So Happy Period is this nonprofit that provides um, menstrual kits to women who are homeless or underprivileged women. And it's amazing. And they go and you... They, they're all over. They have chapters everywhere. They have them in Houston and Dallas. But um, they provide women with feminine hygiene products, which is so important. You don't think about that. You know, like think about how shitty you feel on your period. And then you imagine know, not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. And you can't like be comfortable. You're uncomfortable. Like it's a, I feel like that this is something that you don't think about, but it's like such a necessity. I feel like. Every woman should be able to have access to those products. No questions asked. Yeah. It shouldn't even be a thing. I didn't even think about it until Lori had asked me. You, I did their first show, and you I was were like, so good. Holy shit! It's a, it's big, and they're, they're they're doing so many amazing things. It's Happy Period. You guys yeah. got to check it out. Happy Period. Um, is there anything else that you have? Oh, uh, you have a bunch of episodes on Laugh Tracks. Oh yeah, Laugh Tracks. Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks on True TV. Yeah. I did some of those. You guys had to check them out. Yeah, True TV. I love True TV. My favorite one was Shit Shoes. Oh, I just saw that one. It was so good. So funny. It. So it's why they should watch it. So it's about, um, you know how you, you know how it is like when you got to take a poop and you got to do a, you got to take a public shit. There's nothing worse than that. But then when you're at work and then everybody knows that you're the one that took the shit. So it's about like, you know, bringing some uh, fresh pairs of shoes so that you're not the girl that the stinky booty hole girl at work. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Cause everyone walks in and sees the totally shoes. you're giving away. So you fake them out. Yeah. You fake them out and you're like, ah, uh, not today. Not Cause today, you know, I, I've done that before. Like where someone's like really blowing out the bathroom and I like look down and I'm like, Ugh. all right, clogs. Okay. And then like you see them later on, you're like, that was you. You guys just know. But it's so funny. We've learned so much today. We've learned bring different shoes to work with you just in case you get the shits. We've learned it's so great to have a workout buddy. Oh, so good. Right? That's how you get abs. But also, fuck abs. It's even better to go out to lunch after and get margaritas and Aperol spritzes. 100%. Um, We've learned forgiveness is key. And sometimes you just have to wish people well. Yeah. 
Um, and truly forgive. And truly just like let it be like frozen and let it go. Let it go. Oh, you have a voice. You have a good voice. Um, I am, I'm happy we don't have to sing at our event. Oh my God. That we're too. hosting. Me too. We have to dance. So you should like, y'all have no idea how amazing Jacqueline is at dancing. And she's just, she just lights up. We were rehearsing and there was a mirror in front of us and I was just like staring at her. Like I was staring at her for the moves, (laughs) but also too, like she just is captivating. You're the best. You like just light up. It's nuts. It's so fun. Yeah. I should have been, I don't know. You still are. Something. I know she's probably (laughs) talking about this on the podcast, but her um, play that she did this summer was so good. Oh, yeah. You came to that. It was so good. It was really fun. uh, Meatballs, you're going to have to, like, press her on. Yeah. Make me. Touring it. Because it honestly is insanely good. If you're, like, a Britney fan. Ah, That leads us into your final segment. Yay. Okay, Lori. Uh, Thank you, by the way. Uh, Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? Britney. Britney. Oh, I like it. Were, did you like Britney as a little girl? Oh, my God. I loved Britney as you a little girl. You loved Britney. Oh, oh, I was obsessed. Uh, what was your favorite Britney jam? Uh, my favorite. I loved Drive Me Crazy. Ooh. I loved that. And she did, like, behind the scenes music video uh, to that. Making, making the, the video. video. That's oh I my God. loved it. I can't. I was like a psychopath obsessed with Britney Spears. Obsessed. Maybe that's what we need to dress up as for this yeah. event. I, yeah, we'll I think that'll be fun. We're being crazy. Okay. The movie Rudy or Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. I knew 100%. you were going to say that. Oh you're God, you're a Texas football chick. Oh my gosh! I mean, Connie Britton is coming out with Dear John right now, and I feel like she like you you need to be playing her daughter or something um, in something. Please, right? I love her. Right. Well, that leads us to our next question: Who's hotter, Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side or Connie? Actually, no, not who is hotter. Who would you rather play, Sandra Bullock in the movie The Blind Side or Connie Britton? In the movie, not the movie, the TV show Friday Night Lights. Uh, definitely Blindside. Yeah, me too. Oh my god, for sure. Right. She was so good. It's in that so movie. fucking good. That movie Ugh. makes you feel all the feels, right? All the feels. and Tim McGraw. It's like whoa, Ugh. Tim. We, if you want to feel all the feels about a couple, and granted, it's Hollywood. You don't know if it's real, what's not real. There's a documentary on Showtime about Tim McGraw and Faith Hill that the main squeeze and I watched last this time last year, and we both just became obsessed with them. They're so cute. They've been through some shit. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he love cocaine? Yeah. Loves cocaine and drugs. I think he's clean now. But and she, I'm sure she has some. some I'm sure she's. I don't know. I'm sure she's, she seems perfect, but. You know, she really is. She's done a good job of like, I don't feel like you ever hear anything bad about her. Nothing bad about Faith Hill. Right? I feel like the country industry, though, is a little different. Like, I don't feel like they like shit on their artists the way that other. They're kind of like the mob. Yeah. Like they try not to let shit get out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I feel that way. Right. I kind of like it. I could be wrong. Maybe because we don't watch CM, or CM, CMT, CMT on the reg. It kind of actually comparing it to the mob makes me want to be involved with the country music. Yeah. you got to get <laughs> in there. You've got to get in there. You need some. We'll see. Now you're going to listen to country. I, way I, no, that will not happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that will not be a thing. Um, I want to know who is your biggest comedy influence. Robin Williams. Oh, he's my favorite nice. for sure. I love that. I also love Steve Martin too. Oh, I mean, his. If anyone has not read or listened yeah. to Steve Martin's biography, just do yourself a favor. Just do it. 
please. Tiffany Haddish is really inspiring. I know you're too. inspiring me to listen to hers. She's so good, right? Yeah, she was. She's literally born to be a comic. Well, my next um, question was, which female comic <laughs> influences you? Um, is it Tiffany or who do you look up to? Um, I think that when I my first. When I was in high school, every night before I went to bed, I would watch Chelsea Lately Mm -hmm. religiously. And I remember one thing that stuck out to me was she did a like undercover prank thing where she went to like a CPR class and just fucked with the CPR guy the entire time. And I remember seeing that and thinking that was the funniest thing I've ever seen and hoping that one day I would be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I definitely loved Robin Williams growing up and he was someone, but I feel like it's like seeing a, a woman in late night. I feel like for me, that was like the inspiration when I was in high school. I love that. Sure. And that's so on brand with the pod. I know. She went to the same high school as my parents. That, which is Fucking nuts I know And she's, apparently Yeah I've met her brother Roy I've only met her once But they're Was that the one That's the chef Yes Yeah They're great Yeah, I, I could see us all Hanging out I feel I like think we so would have too. A really good time I also really love Sarah Silverman Yeah I really fucking love her Hello America Is that her Yeah Is that her series Yeah She's great The bedwetter Oh god It's all so good uh, The movie Goodfellas Or Casino Goodfellas Goodfellas I love that about you Because that means You'd be a really good Mob wife um, Jersey Shore Oh you're the perfect Mob wife You're like what every Like Italian Like I'm try- I've been trying To marry Lori Into my family Since I met her I know, I know. Yeah You're just like blonde There's still hope There's still there, hope Oh I love it um, Goodfellas Or Casino Oh we already did that Jersey Shore Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh my God. Um, uh, uh, neither. <laughs> to be uh, like to be you totally see her face. Her to be totally honest, neither. That makes me respect you a lot. Actually, I know that that I just I can't stand yelling. Like I really don't like yelling. Yeah, you're not a big con- confrontational. No, like you're not someone, a fighter. Someone will literally shit on me, and I'm just like. Okay And then I'll just leave Like I don't You don't need to fight back No unless it's my friends Like I feel like I feel differently About my friends Which I need to work on that Like I need to have that Like same sort of fire For myself that I do For my friends yeah. But You're a good road dog I, Ride or die I don't I, They argue too much They argue Okay but, I get it. but I guess if I had to choose Gun to my head Housewives Housewives Yeah Alright I feel like you make A really good housewife you're like undercover housewife already. Like you're like I'm gonna feed you. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck you. Yes. Like I I know for a fact you're probably <laughs> I don't know for a fact, but I feel like just from how you've taught me how to take se- sexy selfies that you probably know what's up. Like you're dominating. It's all good, guys. I know what's up? Yeah, she knows what's up. She's cheersing her Kim Crawford Sauvignon Kim Blanc, Crawford, which everyone should have. Which everyone should have. Which also is a big favorite on the Housewives. So that again confirms yeah. that you would be an amazing housewife. You know who is going to be a housewife soon, Lady Gaga, guys. Um, you all know if you listen if you don't and this is new to you i have every guest do a reading of a lady gaga song um because she's school's guest and she retweeted me once and i think we're best friends in my head and i want her to be here so i picked a song for you yes um 
you can pick a line you can pick a whole you could read the entire song up to you you can do whatever the fuck you want okay i'm gonna read the entire song (laughs) perfect no one's done that before um (laughs) uh give us your interpretation as either a new jersey housewife or as Lori or a dallas cowboys cheerleader we didn't even touch on the fact that you look like a dallas cowboys cheerleader i was that for halloween a couple times i feel like that's a thing right we didn't really have that in new jersey it wasn't yeah. like be a new jersey cheerleader oh my god yeah we didn't even talk about the cowboys i have a cool cowboys outfit back there that i bought for the main squeeze it's a christmas present he doesn't know about it it hurt my soul to buy it oh my god i bet especially because of the season that yeah. you guys are having to shut up <laughs> you're a dick you're Such a dick a bitch. you know that was a low your season that was a your season oh, hey we're about to we're on the up and up. i know you're about to win our, our fucking division we're about to win the division it's we're happening gonna kill the redskins and i hate the redskins so i'm okay with that. totally totally and I, I hate the redskins too i feel like i have so many people i love that love the dallas cowboys now in my life that i'm yeah. like what am i supposed to do because when i was a little girl i loved deon sanders because he did the end zone dances i know so like it's against being a giants fan to like the cowboys but okay i'll do it for you and for the love of my relationship i know completely god god it's hard out there it Um, really is it's hard out there for a giants fan i'm supposed to go to the game on the 30th the giants versus the cowboys it's gonna be a real tough one it's gonna be tough bottom line just because it's probably gonna be snowing i know oh my god so many warm hands oh my god it's gonna be so bad it's going to be so bad, but I haven't been to a football game in a while. It'll be really fun, though. Have you, you ever? Some... Okay. I've had this fantasy, um, mom or dad earmuffs. I, my, like, bucket list fantasy for, <laughs> like, I want to know what yours is. Like, my, like, the one place you've always wanted to have sex. And I've, yeah, tell yours, then I'll tell mine. Mine? I don't know <laughs> why, and it's so gross. <laughs> no, I love I've always wanted to have sex in, like, a steam room. <laughs> I don't know why and I think that I think that that was like my fantasy like before I had sex I feel like you'd break a hip like you'd slip on something I, I'm thinking like the one where it's like I'm thinking like the ones that are like like wooden. the wooden and it's that's not a steam room are those those are sauna but I don't wait think, I think that we would die if we had sex in a sauna I think you'd saunas are hot they're really hot but I, I like the wood. I was thinking like steam room. I like, want a wooden. St- I want to have sex in a wooden steam room. Well, maybe it would just be like your wooden. I think it's a sauna. Yeah, a wooden a sauna. sauna where you could set the temp. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't that, know. It sounds like really sweaty and really gross. Like, but th- for some reason, at the same time, I think that'd be hot. But like, you have to like put towels down because you burn things. You would like burn your butt. Like, you can't sit on. That. Well, I guess you'd be standing. Um, would you be standing? Yeah, it would I be physically even, hot. I hadn't even thought about like the positions. <laughs> um, uh, go say yours, and then I'm gonna think of mine again. My biggest fantasy was always to have sex on the 50 yard line of Giant Stadium. Which would be super hot. That's like hot. It's cool. It'd be so cool. But like also weird because my uncle's company used to clean the stadium. Yeah. And like you'd have to be so careful about staff. I mean, like, ever, like is it ever empty? Like, I, it, don't, I know. Like, like you would be having sex and it'd be like all the custodians like, all right. I'm a performer, Lori. I know. It's um, true. I mean, no. I've seen her dance. You guys. No. I don't know why. Like it, that's always like been a thing. I feel like that's solid. I think I want to have sex in the rain. Sex in the rain. Yeah. I feel like Like a notebook fantasy. Yeah. Like maybe, uh, like on like some, like some, uh, 
porch furniture <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> so funny you said that because it rhymes with the song suggestion. I have for you, everyone. Lori is going to do John Wayne. Hey. Rhymes with rain. No one's ever read anything from John Wayne, Lady Gaga, on the pod before. Um, but you're a Cowboys fan and you're from the South and I feel like um, this could be a fantasy. Yeah. You, you're in the Groundlings. Like, you get it. You can get into character. Give us... What are you feeling right now? I want you to give me my best... I'm feeling country. Uh, yeah, like, I want I want this country because Lady Gaga didn't do it country. So I want you to, like, give us your best Laurie Douglas country, John right. Wayne. Am I singing it? No, or am I you just don't have to talking? Sing it. No, it's easier if you sing it. I'm not going to lie from experience, <laughs> but more fun if you talk it. <laughs> Every John is just the same. I'm sick of their city games. I crave a real wild man. I s- I'm strung out on John Wayne. Baby, let's get high, John Wayne. Oh, that was so perfect. Wasn't that pretty? It's so perfect for you. I, I fucked up a little bit, guys, but... You didn't fuck up anything. There's no rules. There's no rules. Exactly. Which is great. Yeah. That's a safe space. So, let's get high. <laughs> Baby, let's get high. Baby, let's get high. Um, thank you so much for being here. Can you pimp yourself out, please? Oh, yes. All right. Find me on Instagram at Douglas. Um... I've got a website, Lori-Douglas, where I post my shows. I have a show that I'm really excited about. is December 16th at um, UCB Sunset, and it's all sketch comedy. Yay. There'll be some sketches that I wrote on there, so come out. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll post all the links to all the things. Lori, she's great. Also, if you're an awesome person and single and want to date this hot, funny piece of ass in front of me and <laughs> also you can email what's your Tracy podcast um thank you so much for being here you're amazing thank you for having me oh god you're amazing thank you for opening up and being real and giving us all the advice and just killing it and getting through the machine breaking and all the things meatballs thank you for supporting the podcast you're amazing thank you thank you thank you for subscribing please 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 share with your friends I find that's the best way to find out about podcasts it's true i love getting advice and helpful hints about other podcasts so please share with your friends and share with me what you want to be hearing about and who you want to be hearing from i hope you have an awesome week and i'll catch you on the flip side bye just put your paws up because you were born this way baby Told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.